0: Welcome to the session. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Justin Crosley, and happy to be back in the studio. Fresh off a weekend at the Firestone Walker Invitational Beer Festival. And so fresh is probably not the best word to describe my current state of being. (laughs) But this show always gets me riled up, so we'll be all right. Uh
1: I, I can only imagine the joy I've
0: got of being a little, out there. It's a lot of fun. I'll do a little rap for you guys, uh, not to make anybody who didn't go jealous, but just to give you some uh, a quick rundown. Uh, our guests today uh, are uh, Mark and Natalie from Brewhole Benicia Brewing, which I'm embarrassed to say I only recently learned of because I wanted you guys at my Spring Brews Festival. and I found you and I was like, and I realized you'd been around for more than just this year, and I felt like a real jerk and invited you guys to come out and which you did. I was really honored to have you. Um, and then after having your beer, wanted to have you guys on the show. So Mark, welcome. Thank you so much. Natalie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Appreciate you guys doing it. We had to do a little schedule rearranging, which I always hate doing, but you guys are very accommodating. So I'm I'm glad you're here now. We're gonna have a good time. We've got two of the brew hole beers on tap right here at the Hop Grenade. So you can come down tonight, you can come down tomorrow. And in fact, I think one of the beers we're gonna try tonight that's on tap is like the official release of your of a West Coast IPA, right? That's right. What beer is that?
2: It's called Lazy Days.
0: Okay. So we're going to be talking about that in the next segment, I think. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited that you guys chose us or let us be like the release point of it. That's pretty cool. That's fun. Um, I like that. Uh, all right. Let me do just a couple of things here. I want to thank our sponsor of this show, More Beer. You go to morebeer.com. Check them out. As you know, they've been my sponsor since before we ever even started our very first podcast which wasn't even a podcast back then. That's how old we are. Um, and go check out their Comos line of kegerators and jockey boxes. I, f- I filled my Comos kegerator in my RV at the Invitational this weekend, and they, they're just killer. They do so great. They're so low energy that you can have a kegerator in your RV, for <laughs> heaven's sake, uh, which I feel like excessive, but I'm, I'm not hating on it. Uh, you're
1: living your best life is what you're doing. I'm trying That's to. It's awesome uh, that it went in your RV. I'm
0: really trying to. Go to morebeer.com. Check them out. Thank them if you get the chance. That's one of the ways you can support us. Um, and then I also want to give a shout out because we have a beer on tap this uh, week from 21st Amendment and it's their um, Coaster Pills. It's like a hoppy Pilsner. And Teresa, you're a Simcoe fan. It's like a. Um, it's Northern Brewer and Simcoe hops. It's tasting great on tap. Um, and I don't know that I've ever had a Simcoe based hoppy pills.
1: Yeah, I think you know, I I do. I love me some Simcoe. Yeah. But I think the the fun thing that's happening is a lot of people are making pilsners that are not based on German hops mm-hmm. nowadays. So it's getting to be more of a more of a thing. Like yeah. the American Pilsner that's put together like more like a German pills, but it's got some good West Coast hops.
0: Yeah. Heck yeah. So it's good. It's on tap right now at the Hop Grenade. You come out and try it with us. Um, okay, and let me just do some quick housekeeping, too. You know, ways that you can support the show. A lot of you still reaching out to do that, and I, I appreciate it so much. You can always hit the Donate button on our homepage. That'll sign you up through PayPal. You can do a one-time donation, you know, if you've got five bucks on you. Then you can have five on it. Or you could be a recurring uh, donor. We appreciate that, too. Uh, if you don't want to spend any extra money, I understand times are tough. In fact, I was ranting about uh, how weird inflation and money is right now to Teresa before the show. If I drink enough of the brewhole beer tonight, you might hear me do that again <laughs> at the end of this show times are just really weird right now. <laughs> but if you don't want to spend any extra money, you could just do your Amazon shopping like you normally do. Click the Amazon link on our homepage. You'll see it there. And then you could just do your shopping like normal, and it helps us out. Um, the other thing you could do, of course, is support our sponsors and our guests, too. You know, if you hear us talking to Brewhole and you want to pop in there, you should tell them that they, you heard them on the Brewing Network. Um, and the same with our sponsors. Go shop from them. Um, there's there's plenty of them to do that. Um, 21st Amendment, uh, of course, more beer. Williams uh, Brewing Company. Uh, Beersmith Brewing Software, which if you're a homebrewer, you should be using the Beersmith Brewing Software. Uh, and you get a, front, a free 21-day trial of that, so you don't even have to take my word for it. So please, support our sponsors. And then, we always like to hear from you, so send feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com, and we'd love to, to hear from you. Uh, good, bad, and ugly, you know, if you've been listening to sh- this show for a long time, we, we, we read it all. So send it over to us, feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. So yeah, I got to luckily uh, lucky enough again. In fact, I've only ever missed one year. The the Firestone Invitational uh, Beer Festival was back this year, uh, now known as one of the best you know beer fests on earth. Um, and it is in terms of the, the selection of beer and the way they do it. But also the way they, I've talked about this before, the way they take care of, of the brewers and the and the sponsors. And in my case, the media, they just really roll out the, the red carpet. And in fact, I, I always wish, every time I go, I wish I could do the things they do at my beer festival. Like we try to make it easy on the brewers as possible, but like. <laughs> They like feed you three meals a day, (laughs) and they rent out a water park on Friday that we got to go hang out at and do like water slides as the brewers welcome. Oh, my gosh. Um, They set up like a brewer's camp with, you know, beer, of course. It's like a beer trailer and cornhole, and it's just, it's always just like so so nice
1: it's definitely my goal <laughs> in life i mean i'm, I'm a very goal oriented person
0: and right. my goal is to get invited to this mm, mm-hmm. somehow <laughs> i think we can work on that i think we need to get matt to come up here and do a show yes and so this is this is not from matt this is my observation over the years and i think mm-hmm. he said this a little bit but i think to get invited there's really two criteria right and 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 one of them you're completely in control of and the other one you're not the first one is you do really have to make great beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and But many brewers who don't get invited do make great beer. Yep. The second part is I'm pretty sure you have to have partied with Matt. Yeah. <laughs> In some way, <laughs> shape, or form. Um, anyway, I, was, you know. I was
1: able to meet him at the CBC, but like we didn't. I I wouldn't say we bonded. So Right,
0: you, you got to bond, I think. We got
1: to we have to bond. Well,
0: that's yeah. what I say. Maybe we'll get him up for a show where you're co-hosting Teresa yes. and we'll see if we can make that connection happen. Cuz like I know a lot of breweries that are great and I know yeah. that he would think they're great too. But maybe hasn't met them or tried their beer. And that's just like sort of the nature of an invitational, you know. Oh,
1: and, and, you know, I mean, we all have to have something to aspire to, right? That's right. Right.
0: Keep it on the list. I did a little PSA for him at the end because I I hear brewers complain all the time, especially if they know him. Like, just because you know him doesn't mean you're invited. And then he'll get texts and stuff, you know, get people mad about it. And he's just like, he's like, well, what do you not know about an invitational, man? I just didn't invite you yet. Just hang on, man. Be patient. What is something like, what? Did I break some rule? It's a fucking invitational.
3: That's what makes it special.
0: That's right. So I did this little PSA at the end of what I, I, I do work for them there to do their panel discussions, um, which if my recordings worked out, okay, I haven't checked them yet. I'll be posting those for you too. Um, God, I forgot to cut the camera. To me, you've just been looking at a logo out there on YouTube the whole time. All right, here's my pretty hungover face for you YouTube people if you want to see that. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I just told everyone I was like, just be patient. You know, you might get invited one year, but don't be a dick. You know, yeah. the, you know the best way to never get invited is to send a message that is dicky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like,
1: you must have lost my invitation in the mail. Yeah, like, uh, things like that, yeah.
0: Sure. Or just, you know, or, like, making him, like, you have to, yeah, just don't do yeah. that. Just wait, and you'll get to go one do day. Do you know who I am? Yeah.
1: That's the worst. Yeah. Yeah, it is worst. I mean, it's the worst in every situation, but especially Absolutely. this one, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> People say that to me all the time, like, when I go to beer festivals, if I'm waiting in line or something, they're like, Dude, you're Justin for the Brewing Network. Why don't you go just say something? I'm like... Because you know what a fucking asshole you sound like if you say, "Do you know who I am?" Yeah. Also, because most people don't know who I am. But <laughs> it's a it's a weird thing to do. You know, it is weird. never yeah. do that. No, Tasty used to do it, but he didn't have to say it. People knew who he was. Right. Or he'd hand you a Tasty treat, and they're they're like, "Here you go. Come on in." Like he had something to offer, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was just a, a great festival, and I got to meet and and try some uh, meet some new people. Try some new beers. Got to hang out with our friends from Sierra Nevada. Teresa, Byron, and Terrence were there. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was a really good time. They brought, like, a amazing, I don't know, eight-year-old barley wine or something. Really? Uh, that was just something else. And that's the cool thing about that fest. Like, you have to bring, I think you, you, you at least have to bring two different types of beers, and many people bring more. And one of them has to be... Like, off the charts. It's just one of the rules. Wow. Yeah. Which is easy for him. Like, so for my festival, and I, you guys get, you got the invite. It does say, you know, please bring us something special. Like, one thing. It doesn't, and that, and I don't demand that it has to be a five-year-old something. But just, you know, it can't, for example, if I invite Sierra Nevada, the first beer can't be Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Okay, <laughs> but the second one can I just do that, like you. Right, if, okay. if you bring us one, good, okay. But Matt, because everyone wants to go to this, he can really be like, "Look, they both have to be off the charts." <laughs> just don't, you know. You're not bringing me Mirror Pond, okay? You're like, you yeah. have to bring nothing against Mirror Pond. Um, so you end up with all these like stellar beers that are hard to get, and and then there's just beer nerds galore, which I'm one of. I don't like hanging out with beer nerds as much, but I am one of them. So uh, it is nice to just have that experience. So I just want to thank the folks at Firestone once again for having me and letting me do the panels. We did two cool beer panels. One of them was the obligatory new hops panel. I think every event I ever do has to have some sort of hops panel, right? And that's fine. I, it's always fun to talk about. And then the second one was a brewers tell all panel uh, where we let listeners and people on, on the, both on the Brewing Network site and the Firestone social media submit questions ahead of time. Um, oh that's cool it was cool one of my favorite ones was um a lot of them were a lot less controversial than i'd hoped for mm. you know me i like a good awkward question like, <laughs> i'm like oh yeah let's do let's stump somebody yeah well we didn't really have that we had cool questions but the one i really liked was i might ask this of more brewers on the show um if you if you could do one last collaboration beer so, like, it's your last one. I don't know. Like, maybe you die in a tragic brewery accident after that or something. I don't know what happens. But it's your. you only get one more collaboration beer. Who would it be with, past or present? So you can pick anybody in history. Like, Ooh, like who would it be with? a great question. Right? Past or present. And then, of course, uh, the second part was, like, and what would the beer be? Oh. Uh, um, and we got some yeah. cool answers. But that's a fun question, that's right? A, that, that is
1: really question. fun.
0: It's the only one I gave the brewers ahead of time. Because I thought, you, you don't want to stump. It'd be m- much more fun if they get to, like, think about that. Yeah. Um. I'm pretty sure two of the four. Well, I don't want to spoil it, but let's just say Ken Grossman was obviously like you know some somebody that popped into everybody's mind, mm-hmm. which I can agree with. Like, but like 1985, Ken Grossman. Like that's who I would pick. I don't want. <laughs> by the way, I love current Ken Grossman, but if we're if it's anybody past or present. I wanna like smoke weed and do nineteen eighty five Ken Grossman. Oh, right? man. Yeah. That would be I, that would be something. Yeah. That'd be wild.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. That'd be, that'd be wild stuff. for Ken Grossman. he would be Ken like too, yeah. what do you mean? Like <laughs> I'm in the it'd be like Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, but it would be Ken mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ken and Steve's excellent adventure. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Like that'd right? be a good brew day, right?
1: <laughs> that'd be <You> amazing. Know,
0: <laughs> Vinny's at the top of my list, right? Like he'd be um but yeah maybe like he wasn't a brewer but like could Michael Jackson uh, not the singer but the the, the beer Michael Jackson could he be part of the collaboration like maybe he would be in there with me yeah Um, anyway I thought that one was fun it was a good panel all right, so thanks again to Firestone Walker for doing that, uh, that putting on that event and inviting me and my crew down there. Uh, appreciate it very much. Uh, hey, look for those tickets on sale. You, you can get them, so, like, for next year, they just, you know, happen to sell out in five minutes. So you probably want to go over to firestonewalker.com, sign up on their newsletter or whatever it is you need to do so that, like, you get, you know, first dibs on buying tickets because even though you might not get the full brewer experience, the festival is unparalleled. Like, I love my festival, But man, (laughs) that went like something else. Um, All right. Well, let's just get right into the beer, shall we? So, Mark, you were a home brewer for like, you've been a home brewer for like 30 years or something, right?
3: I'll I'll always be a home brewer.
0: And still a home brewer, okay.
3: If, If I ever leave the commercial industry... I'm. I'm always gonna brew still gonna brew in my garage.
0: Did you like grow up brewing with your dad or something, or was it after? I that? did.
3: I was playing soccer. <laughs> he was dragging me with him to all the different old capital and hole in the wall arsenal brewers with Benicia. Yeah, and I started just. I had to learn.
0: How old were you when you brewed your first batch of beer with the old man?
3: Seventeen. Nice. Okay. Fifteen was when I started getting getting dragged out with him though.
0: Okay. So all right.
3: Yeah. There was things that. I'm playing soccer after soccer games. I'm. You got to do a stop. All right, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. And I started learning more. I was more fascinated with the engineering aspects of what was going on. Even like at 17 you were? Why is this beer stand yeah. a three-tier? And why does this guy have a, a beer stand that's a single okay. level? What's going on here? Yeah. Why are they different, Dad? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a... Uh, nuclear welder and this guy over here is an aircraft engineer. Wow. So then I realized my dad didn't know the answers. (laughs) (laughs) kind of though, but... (laughs) I had to ask these guys. Yeah. You know, so the more I I went to these different garage brews, I started to ask the questions.
0: Okay. Nice. And uh, did you build your brewery at Brewhole
3: then? No, we didn't build it, build it. I mean, we've put it together but we have bought equipment from um what was it um brew okay yeah in, in uh grass valley nice we reached out to jeff lewis i started seeing things over the years i was introduced to a lot of foreign equipment either through speakeasy um through mike eric and forrest so what we'll, we can talk about speakeasy and the founding of speakeasy throughout the night yeah um, but seeing the indus- industry equipment and failures in the in the engineering, I was fascinated with the engineering. I see, and so I really wanted this Benicia Brewery to be founded on local-made, California-made, mm-hmm. um, U.S. steel,
0: and solidly engineered. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Are you an engineer yourself? No. <laughs> I read on my, I read on your bio that you guys, you both still have day jobs though, as you're running this brewery. Is that right? Yes. Okay. We do. You do. Um, which, which I, I want to talk about because that's, I think, an important part. I, I think, I think to break into your dream like this, you can still do it. Like everyone thinks, well, I, go, I've got a family, I can't drop everything. And you guys didn't drop everything, right? So let, let me, let's back up to that just a little bit because the brewery, did I have this right? Was founded in 2014. That's correct. Is that right? With uh two other partners? Three other partners. 3. Okay. So you all started this and it was this same
3: 3-barrel brewery or what was what what did it start like? It started as a 3-barrel, but actually even way before that. Okay. It started as all right. We need to start making beer and we need to put a system together. There was a fabricator here in Concord. Um and he put together this amazing brew stand. Now, you got to remember back in the days, more beer was just coming together, putting together their engineering connections. Yeah. There weren't really great beer stands. Yeah. So we had a great stand fabricated. We ordered some stout kettles and tanks, one barrel tanks, um, three one barrel fermenters, and we built a giant box. And we had it connected to our walk-in refrigerator, and this is in Vallejo. Okay. That vo- that refrigerator had a uh, cool CoolBot, um, and we actually just pour- turned on a fan on and off to cool this chamber. The
0: fermenting, f- for the fermenters. Exactly. Basically. Yeah, okay.
3: And this is the next, so we this is the next step up from... Um, carboys and, yeah and yeah and now we can manage our our environment and our temperature control um, and it really made a huge difference sure Right. Yeah. so we quickly realized uh, realized that as we're going to the Northern California hop growers I'm sorry Northern NCHF Northern California the homebrew festival homebrew festival yeah that oh my gosh you know our Beers are incredible. There's some amazing beers at the festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my, the best festivals I've ever been to in my life. It's gotten better. Yeah. Can I just say that? I, I
0: started going in 2005. It wasn't that good. <laughs> 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 I'm going to be honest with you. I've said that on the air. There's no secret. But uh, it's, that, it's certainly gotten better. Homebrewing and, and brewers have gotten so much better. So, yeah.
3: I've always had this dream since the early days. And, you know, and it rooted in those garage homebrew sessions in, in Benicia. And later on at Speakeasy, as Forrest, Mike, Eric, and Steve were all graduating from Davis and and SF Brewcraft and starting Speakeasy, Hmm. this is something that I wanted to do. Okay, yeah. And we all came together, and as we built this dream, um, you know, just life takes us all in different directions.
0: Yep, sure does.
3: And as it took each one of my partners in a different direction, it also brought me with my life partner
0: oh really you guys met during the like during the building of the brewery or what
3: during the building of the brewery so I was.
0: And and wife, I assume, also? Yeah. We're or, very yeah okay. <laughs> By the way, I like the term life partner. I think life partner
1: sounds like H-C- even C-C- more special he's than if right. I said that before. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. Well, someone's getting laid tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but I like that term. A, yeah. Very, okay. Wait. So you guys met after the brewery opened, or? or we met yeah. in yeah, 2017. Yeah. Okay. So okay.
2: He'd, the tap room had been open uh, for like. 90 days when we met at a beer at a at the uh beer booth at the peddler's fair in benicia okay and so
0: wow (laughs) amazing (laughs) it's just
2: how we met yeah
0: so that's 2017 right uh and then at some point you guys buy out the partners though as i assume you're saying life just takes everyone different directions what what year did you buy out the partners?
2: so i bought out mark's business partners in 2019 right after we got engaged
0: i see you had to wait for that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Or Make buy sure. him out too? Fuck Seriously. that guy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You had a choice, Mark: yeah. be a good guy or you're out too. <laughs> okay, so that's yeah. 2019. 2019, yeah. Uh, and then, and you guys didn't. It looked like maybe you didn't start with a tasting room either. You, it was just a brewery, or did you always have a tasting room?
2: From 2014 to 2017 was just brewing okay. and production, and then 2017, April of 2017. The tap room opened.
0: In Benicia. In Benicia. Okay. And is that like downtown? Benicia Mm -hmm. is a small place, right? So where's the... So we're
2: out in the industrial park, which is cool because we are like the field of dreams. Like if you create something fun that people don't have to go downtown for, they won't. Nice, yeah. So now with like the evolution of needing food trucks and maintaining that, we have this fun thing where people will come spend the entire day with us. That's great. On a Saturday and Sunday, bring the kids, let them run wild. It's protected. It's off the beaten path. We've got a lot of... You know, a lot of people that don't want to be downtown. Sure. They don't want the visibility. They'll come hang out, which is nice.
0: My friend Jamil did that at Heretic. Exactly. I thought he was crazy. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, <laughs> man? He was busy on day one.
2: That guy's a legend. Every time yeah. I see him, I tell him.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it was a really smart movie. It was so far out there. I, really, I got there and I was like, <laughs> man, I get it from a production standpoint. Like, all of that makes sense. But the tasting room? And pff, boy, was I wrong. You yeah. know, just like you're describing too. Uh, mm-hmm. There's another one locally in like Walnut Creek, a uh, Cali Craft yeah. that has the yeah. same. And, and they're very family friendly like that. And yes. I think that's like part of the. So, okay. Yeah. So that's where you guys are now. Yes. Okay. And are you, oh, how, like, is it open every day, the tasting room? Because you guys have jo- another job.
2: So we have a, our tasting room managers here, our tapper managers, all of our staffs here actually. Nice. But we're open uh, Wednesday through Sunday. So Wednesday, okay. Thursday, Friday, four to eight. Saturday, all day, 12 to eight. Sunday, okay. 12 to six.
0: Got it. Got it. And is that new or, or like, well, that's not like a COVID thing. Yeah, you guys, always you've always just done the same that. Hours, yeah. Okay. Did COVID change much for you guys in terms of the tasting room or?
2: Well, we had to close for a little while. Like everybody. Like sure. Like everybody. Yeah. But then we were able to be a part of a couple really cool grants. Okay. Um, we got a small business development grant from the state through our county. Nice. That allowed us to buy a crawler machine.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. Which was cool. Right. Those things are expensive. So yeah. that's very nice.
2: And it's Dixie, Dixie canner. It's American made. And so, we were able to secure that through writing a grant, and then we were able to secure some um, funding for outdoor tents, outdoor seating. Okay. So we were able to really just kind of shift our entire movement outside. Oh, that's great. When we had to, yeah. and then we have a we're working with the city. Benicia has a moratorium on no food trucks, but they're working with uh. us and allowing us to continue the food trucks. Because I try and have food trucks come through that you can't get anywhere else. So I'm not competing with restaurants downtown on purpose.
0: Well, right. And I can understand. That's a weird moratorium. I can understand it downtown, right? Yeah. But not in an industrial park. That's That's a bit stray. It's a bit antiquated. Yeah, it is.
2: A lot of Benicia's stuff is antiquated. But they've been really forward thinking with us and the things that we've brought to them and the ways we've asked for their help. Good. They've been really good.
0: I like that.
1: Yeah. Well, and I bet other businesses within the area are going to be grateful for these things that you're yeah. doing. I mean, yeah. I right. That's kind of insane that you wouldn't be able to have a food truck at the brewery.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, it's kind problematic. Of the same, like, there's no moratorium on it here in Concord. But like, I don't have a full kitchen at the Hopper Day. We sell food. We always have. But the city would come to us and ask, "Hey, do you mind if we do a food truck event?" And I don't care. But then I got restaurants all around me. Mm-hmm. But it, so I can kind of, and I'm sensitive to them. So I can kind of understand the downtown yeah. thing, but what's the difference out in a, you know?
2: Yeah, well, we're a standalone business in town. There hasn't yeah. been a brewery yeah. in Benicia in, you know, decades. Right, right, right. So okay. we're, the the road that was paved before us has been cemented over with decades of, you know, yeah. new bureaucracy. Sure. And then so here we are trying to chisel through it and find the new path that works for us, and anybody that comes behind us. Yeah. And there's some cool breweries that have... Jamil looked at opening a Benicia. Okay. You know? Yeah, And yeah. Then there were some things that didn't work for him, and we have a friend in town that's thinking about opening a brewery, and she's kind of learning from us as we're telling her, hey, this is what we're dealing with. And it's really just important for us to make it so that, you know, Benicia could be a cool brew community.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love this. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's talk about this beer in our glass, too, then we get okay. back to the story. Uh, so we're drinking your Pilsner. Why don't you tell us about this, Mark?
3: So originally our German lagers and Pilsners started with wireman malts we wanted to really follow in the footsteps of uh of history where are the malts coming from what's their what's their origin what's the water profile like and we had a lot of experience with water but we'd never run into the water headaches mm. that we would soon come in uh, run into uh, with benicia water okay we soon found ourselves investing in a uh, chloramine filter. We went with the chloramine filter, cartridge filter because a chlorine filter is strong, but a chloramine filter is even stronger. So we knew that that would strip out in longer duration and yeah. clean, clean our water up. Then we dealt with our red-headed stepchild in town, which is Lake Herman. Sometimes in the winter months, Benicia pulls water from Lake Herman instead of the delta
0: i see right? so it would
3: change so it would change so mm-hmm. our consistency so we quickly realized holy crap we need a water softener too right right um so then um over the years uh wireman malts the prices just really started to skyrocket and inconsistencies in supply and demand we realized that sometimes we might have to diversify our portfolio okay we started um, experimenting with Great Western um, pills mm-hmm. and um, uh, Viking malts.
0: Oh, yeah. Right? More beer.
3: Vito yeah. turned us on to uh, some Viking malts. Nice. Uh, and that was really huge. Yeah. Um, and even then, we started to run into little hiccups here and there with the supply chain, with the, the ships being caught. Oh, yeah. Every, I right? mean, everything. Yeah. So I think this is a really important time in a brewer. In a brewer's life to really realize That uh, diversifying your, your recipe With different malts is more Important than ever before as we start to see More droughts yeah and Supply chain issues in order To survive we need to be more Diverse
0: sure you know it's Funny just because we've talked about Jamil and you Mentioned water too and I didn't Know this for years until I talked to him About it after he opened in Fairfield because that was another thing I was like Fairfield um, and he sat me down one day and he's like, Who's in Fairfield? And he's like, like, just think about supply chain issues. Bud. Budweiser. Big Bud, and oh. like, You know, and I'm a little slow on the uptake. So I'm like, Yeah, all right, I get it. He's like, No, I don't think you get it. There's not gonna be a lot of supply chain issues with Bud. There's a glass factory near in Fairfield because Bud. Like they you, you can't tell Budweiser we're out of glass. <laughs> you don't do that. They're you know and then you don't mess with their water either. I mean, that water has to be perfect, right? He's like, so there's all these things that, you know, this is long before the supply chain issues we have now. He just was talking about, you know, just over the long run or, or whenever yeah. shit might come up. Right. And I was like, God damn it, Jamil, that's genius. He's like, yeah, man, I would to open next door to Budweiser if I could have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So anyway, so all right, so that's a good, yeah, you gotta branch out a little bit. All right, so what malt then is in this? this is it back to Vyremen?
3: Really quickly. Yeah. Jamil actually was looking around at locations that had great wastewater treatment. Yeah, yeah. Any yeah. brewery that's looking to start needs to focus on their wastewater treatment. Sure. That is the most important aspect of starting a brewery. Yeah, yeah. And Fairfield really hit that, okay. that mark. That that for him because it can
0: become very expensive and difficult to your wastewater
3: treatment is gonna you're gonna have to purchase things bio gill wastewater treatment towers um yeah yeah treat your 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 BODs and Mm -hmm. your CODs yeah yeah um very expensive yeah yeah
1: especially for the volume that he's doing it's yeah yeah it's a lot Mm -hmm.
0: okay so the pills what malt ended up in this
3: so this one we're using viking uh viking pills nice we've been using viking pills uh Really consistently, I'd say for the last year. Okay. We're buying in bulk. Um, we've actually started to switch all of our recipes over to the base malt, uh, to the the pills. Nice the base malt.
0: This is delicious. Pills are. Yeah it is. Yeah. This well is
3: done. a this is a transition. Um, I, I eventually want to have super sacks of pills. Sure. Use it as our core base malt.
0: So you're doing the 50 pound bags right now? Just, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But buy the That's pallet. Buy so the pallet. Tell? Hey. All All right. Right. <laughs> what what and you're you, saving on a gym membership, you're spending on yeah. Viking malt. That's right. You know. I
1: mean, honestly, we want to do super sex too and we're still doing bags. Like Are you? Yeah. Oh wow. Are I didn't too. know that. Yeah, we are. Yeah. We we still don't have a silo, we still do bags.
0: Yeah, yeah. What's
2: your but,
1: production? Uh we're gonna hit probably thirty five hundred barrels this yeah. year. That's nice. a lot of sex. Nice. So it's a lot of freaking yeah. sex. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, we we have some really strong brewers yeah you do (laughs) yeah but you do mill your own grain i the only reason i ask is some of the brewers i know who work on a three barrel they have to buy Mm pre-milled and that limits some flexibility but it sounds like you guys have a mill which is i mean that's the best for quality for sure
3: one guess how much the mill cost (laughs) uh (laughs) less than a hundred dollars take a guess (laughs) less than a hundred dollars oh the current one
1: Oh, uh, do, you, do you do you run you it with do a, like drill? a drill? No, no. Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> throw throw, throw some
3: I numbers out.
0: Throw some numbers. All right, eighty five dollars.
1: Uh, sixteen
3: ninety nine. <laughs> 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 one dollar. Well, she's the closest, but I think she already knows. It's five dollars. Yeah. It's from the Moorbear, uh, sales shelf. Oh wow! And the um, one of the rollers was had a a bar that was out of tune, and I trued it back in. Just okay. Like a bike wheel. Okay.
1: That sounds just like you. But what, what's the <laughs> yeah, dri- what's, what's the driving force in the motor? Right.
3: I've got a a little uh, quarter horsepower motor with a belt. Oh, Okay, so right. it's a belt. Yeah.
1: Well, thank goodness, because
0: like I. Like, does it have a like a string? Is it like a
3: lawnmower engine that you have to like pull the string?
0: <laughs> what is happening?
3: No, it uh, the uh, grist. Um,
2: we have a real one as well. It's just not hooked up yet.
3: Okay. Yeah. It's okay. a it's an RMS mill. The new one is.
1: We're just giving you a hard time. Right. Uh,
3: yeah. This is actually, we're we're going through the hoops right now. Okay. We're just making the magic happen. Yeah. Um, this thing really gets it done. Yeah. Um, I've got it dialed in, and it, there is no movement at all. So wow. our wheat, our two-row, everything is just very consistent. Yeah. And I've done that with Gorilla tape on the <laughs> screw, so the screw doesn't yeah. move. Yeah. I, I'm telling you. I love we this. We're in the trenches. we were
0: Let fun. me tell you something. When I moved into this studio from like my old shitty studios, I had a hard time adapting to it. I didn't like it th- this studio for a while. It was too new and fancy. You might have a little transition period where you mourn the loss of your $5 mill. You know, because there's so- now I love my studio now and but you know I had to get over it but like I don't know, there's something about the roots of my old shitty studios, right? you know, that I and I had them dialed in, too. Like, yeah. I'm still working out the bugs in this damn thing. Uh, so, yeah, you might have a little period where you mourn, you know, <laughs> maybe not. He's like, <laughs> he's like, nope. He's
1: like, mm. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. yeah, we'll talk about
0: it. What hops Next are in the time. pills? German hops or uh, this is all
3: It's All saz. Yeah, we we've got a lot of contracts locked in. Um, when I first started making this with the saws, there was some shortages. Okay. Um, and, and that's when I realized, okay, I need to be very conservative about what we indulge in on these hop contracts, but we do need some hop contracts to ensure consistency in our core beers. Sure. Okay. So there's, there's a, a lot of our beers that utilize the saws, and that's because we've got... That's we what we cuz you has. had to contract it. We've but a what a
0: great one to have a lot of. It's it's got the yeah, nice spiciness. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Right? Like
1: I wish we used it more.
0: Yeah. You filter this too or fine.
3: This is all fining,
0: It's brilliantly clear.
1: Yeah, I I didn't get to mention that before I drank the whole thing. Mm. <laughs> but We uh, got to drink the
0: pale, <laughs> pale ale too. If, um, yeah.
1: This uh, the clarity.
0: Yeah. Is spectacular. It's it's really if you know if I was on the judging sheet, one of the things you'd say is brilliantly clear.
3: Thank you so much. Do
0: you also, like, do a full, like, six-week lager, too? We used to. Okay.
3: And in all honesty, we started running into problems. Um, we started having issues with, okay, we're running out of beer, and we can't make enough beer. Sure. Um, this also kind of touches on a little formula in the industry. We had, when we first started, and uh, and I know you asked us earlier about how we got got started and where we got going and we started talking about the tap room mm-hmm. but in order to get started we had to come up with some location and we were just running into roadblocks everywhere we went okay it's either too close to a school too close to a church it's always something too expensive yeah uh, we looked too at close r- to a
0: church that's a right? thing
3: yeah it is <laughs> I didn't know that one. That's funny. We looked at the requirements and realized that you could open up a brewery in a detached back garage.
0: Okay.
3: And I'm sitting there at my parents' house, and I'm like, you know, no way. Yeah, yeah, There's no way. <laughs> and I, I, I threw it their way, and they said, you, if the city says it's okay, it's, it's okay. With no that. kidding! Wow. So I went down to the city, and I said, hey, you know, it's here's all these papers. I don't. It's a long shot, I mean, you probably go. I don't know, yeah. They said, No, hey, we're, we're really happy to have you. Stamp, stamp, stamp.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm like, Get the hell out of here! So, that was the first brewery.
3: That's no, so, what. So,
2: we're a nano commercial residential brewery. We're like, There's like six of us in the state. Uh, so, so, you are right are you now still, still there, still. yeah. Oh, so the, we the have brewery is this brew build equipment,
0: but the brewery's not at the tasting Correct. room. No,
2: oh my oh, goodness, yeah. We didn't
0: realize that, yeah. So we once
2: we didn't put that together, we'll be able to like <clears throat> almost quadruple. Yeah. With Mark's setup of the equipment we bought. But we, that's why it's like having the full time jobs, having the brewery. Right. Because he's the brewer. I do the marketing. Yeah. Everything else. Like, it's a lot on Mm. that little system to keep.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you last sleep? (laughs) I just want to know that. It it sounds like like it's been a while. Let's (laughs) sleep. (laughs) Let me ask a more serious question. Uh, When's the last time you, and I mean that, like last time you slept more than about four or five hours in a night? God, you uh, guys sleep, you have short nights, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys yeah. look really good for you do. being well,
1: we've that had a tired lot going on.
4: Too.
3: Okay, <laughs> keeping, you, keeping me, you active. She yeah. forces me to go to bed at 7 8 o'clock. Okay, and, and, and I I'm think
2: not like go to sleep, but I force you to like start winding down.
3: I'm, that makes sense. I need yeah. that, yeah. I need
0: that. I do too. I can't just like go to bed and, and she saved my life. Ah, uh, look at that. That's why she's your life partner, bro. Mm-hmm. Life partner. <laughs> I think I hear a new beer name coming out. One hundred percent, right? Yeah. <laughs> what are your What are your day jobs? Can I ask that?
2: Uh, I'm the GM of a winery. Of a winery. Yeah, so I've worked oh. in wine for sixteen years. Okay. And the uh, the folks that I work for are probably tuned in right now. They're awesome. They live in Texas. The winery is called Italics Wine Growers. Nice. Um, Okay. Yeah, I've just been on kind of like the managing side of like my title is director of operations, but
0: well, I like that it's in the industry for sure. I'm and allowed I, to call the wine industry absolutely. the same, right? Like yeah. I'm not one of these wine snobs. Or I you feel know, like I snob. applied
2: a lot of my knowledge.
0: <coughs> Heck yeah.
2: To Mark when we first met, and he was talking to me about the brewery, and I was like, well, you know, like I know this, this, and this, and it's pretty similar to what you got going on. It's the same license in essence, right? Yeah. And, you know, especially for sales too. Yeah. And so I would always throw ideas his way when we first met, and. Some of them stuck and Heck some yeah. of them didn't. But Hey, that's yeah. well that's business. It's that's, a cool industry. Beer, wine, all of it. Super Absolutely. Fun. Yeah. Super fun.
0: Okay. and where's the winery? So now. it's in Napa. It is in Napa. Okay. Yeah. So you gotta commute to Napa too. So I did. That's the, not too the, bad the for The property should. just sold. Okay.
2: Um, which is cool and the owners uh worked with me on this kind of neat transitionary period where for the next like one to two years I'm gonna work with them. To help sell the remaining inventory, but it gives me the flexibility to kind of start thinking about like, do I want to work for Bruholt full time? Right. Do I want to do something else? You know. Yeah. But I have this, you know, kind of. I get to keep my comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, what about you, Mark? What's your job? I kind of wanted you to give me like a multiple choice, like.
2: this is a great one. You should ask. I want to pick like,
0: like, give me three. Like two of them are fake, and one of them, and one's real. And
3: I think three. I think I can nail it. Can you think of three? I lead people on ghost tours. Okay Specialist with the ghosts Yeah I mint money Okay I'm a DNA forensic technician for global law enforcement agencies You're a
0: DNA forensic technician (laughs) 100% You are I'm going to go with A and B (laughs) (laughs) Yeah and And his other free time (laughs) He's on ghost stores (laughs) You, I, I don't uh, I don't read people all that well. <laughs> <laughs> I admittedly. Right. <laughs> You're a hundred percent a DNA forensic
3: investigator. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know how I got into that. I started really? doing IT administration for twenty years. And but my background uh in school was uh networking technology and digital electronics. Okay. So after twenty years of IT administration, I met this company that's making um, rapid DNA instruments with uh, really no growth for their IT department. I started working in the labs, working on the instruments. So I learned the instruments. And having the IT background, they later saw a a desire to have me take on a different role. Mm -hmm. Um, I left the company to go take care of Bruval and deliver beer okay they called me in one day to bring him some some of our 5w30 which is a, a very light black ale okay and the ceo pulls me into his office he said uh, i'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse nice i need you to take this specialist role uh, supporting the rapid dna instruments in these different crime labs and the different law enforcement agencies and their networks and you need to log in and understand what their environment is like at the drop of a hat.
0: Wow. Yeah.
3: And I was like, holy shit. And, <laughs> and, then, and the numbers, I was like, this is what I'm. Yeah. This is what I've been looking to do, but I've got this. I've got this brewery that I'm like You've right. got
1: this like whole full time job over here. Right. And then another full time like job over here. Like, he'll be like, ah, oh, I got I got to
2: call it got to be on the phone with Singapore at 9 a.m. So he's, like, counting backwards on his hands to, like, figure right. out, Right. Like, you know, it's, like, 10 o'clock at night our time, and Mark's on the f- phone all night, and...
0: But it's all remote. It's all yeah. remote. Okay. Some
2: of it's kind of oh, heavy, like... I bet. The awesome. border crossing, like, familial okay. DNA. He'll be like, man, I had these people. I these DNAs came through, and, like, it's, like, three kids that weren't related to the adult. So, like you know, what's going on, or, like, the thing that collapsed in Florida. Like, he worked
0: 24-7 oh yeah.
2: for, like, nine days. Wow. And it's heavy on him.
0: Yeah, yeah. of course. Of course. I, I, That's I for- why he drinks.
3: I forgot. And,
0: and <laughs> him and me both. And I don't even have as good of an excuse.
3: <laughs> I, I, I I forgot, and, and I have to be respectful of some of the company's uh, wishes, but we can't really... T- uh, share too many of the of the stories and that's what they, okay. yeah the, what they do but uh what i can say is that the rapid dna technology is making a difference in the world yeah um it's allowing mm-hmm. law enforcement agencies to set up um webs at at all their crime labs in the lower um states um, and process people rapidly in less than 90 minutes they right. have a dna profile so before uh, somebody is released onto the streets they know that they are not actually tied to the murder or, or the rape um, the rapid link software has a, a match familial kinship and a staff elimination database too so okay it's,
0: okay it's so cool yeah wow it's so, it's so cool that's amazing and I'm not surprised one bit. And I can tell you really care about it. So, mm-hmm. which then in turn uh, means I, I can tell you care about the, your your other project too, your, your beer, right? Like you just yeah. Oh, Doesn't sound beer. like you get into much of anything unless you're pretty passionate <laughs> about it. So, you know. Well, okay. I got to get us to a break. So I don't want to talk about this pale ale yet because I just took a sip and it's delicious. And I want to not like uh, cut us off on it. So I'm going to do this. We're going to take a, a a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more. Uh, with mark and natalie and we're going to taste the pale ale we've got several other beers to try you can come on down here to the hop grenade and try it yourself uh we'll have uh the two beers we have on tap here for at least a couple of days unless we drink all the west coast ipa tonight could happen uh, <laughs> all right hang in there you're listening to the session and we will be right back welcome back to the program thanks so much for hanging out with us we are still speaking with brew am i even saying it right brew Hall. brew hall
3: Brew hall, brewing in a hole in the wall.
0: It, I just okay, yeah. So yeah. I thought so. That's why I didn't ask ahead of time. Yeah, also, dude, I'm lazy. You
3: know, Home brewers are brewing in a hole in the wall. Yeah, yeah. Okay, We're in a back garage, brewing <laughs> in nice. a hole in the wall.
0: And you have a German background, right? Uh, you know, looking at your site, and and then I I did have your beer at at Spring Fest. Um, you're not exclusively
3: German, but you have like a German-style yeah. background, right? Yeah, that's just good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, the family originated from Austria. We all thought for years that it was from Germany, but it was actually from Austria. Okay. the well, same difference. Whatever. Landed in, in Michigan, and uh, Grandma and Grandpa started as uh, workers on the Keller Farm. Okay. And Keller, cellar master, it just... F- it fit perfectly Yeah, is, is, is life.
0: I hope you make a mean... Ke- He's Mark Keller, by the way, folks. I hope you make a mean Keller beer. Not
3: yet, not yet, but it's coming. <laughs> oh, you're waiting for that one, <laughs> It's I see. coming, it's coming. <laughs> okay. Let's
0: talk about this pale ale in our glass. I want to make sure we get through enough beers. Um, this is a nice one. A little more, to me, on the English pale ale side, although it's plenty hot forward. What do you think about this beer? Tell us about it.
3: Um, I originally started... With a 60 minute uh, Magnum bittering. And then eventually I noticed that uh, Citra all the way through actually complemented it much better. Okay. I would dry hop sometimes with Centennial in the early days. Okay. Um, yeah. There were some really floral bags that I had and it really contributed a nice touch to it. But inconsistencies in the Centennial, um, I ended up sticking with citra all the way through okay. we had locked in some great contracts um the two row was originally um great western and i've uh, switched to viking more beer has really worked with us and we really have appreciated that <coughs> a lot and uh, a, little, a little white wheat to uh, give a little softness okay uh, a little munich too a little mm. color
0: oh yeah a little um, biscuity in there.
3: Mm-hmm. Or eventually, I I steered away from Crystal Twenty down to Crystal Fifteen. I like you for that. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> like Crystal. Well, I love I love,
1: I love mus- using like Munich malt to bring up the maltiness instead of Crystal, like maltiness yeah. without sweetness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. That's the way I think of it.
0: But the color you you would get from the the crystal too, because that's got it's got that like redder kind of pale ale color, like a like a Sierra Nevada pale ale kind of red. um, Yeah, I mean, you
1: didn't you didn't abandon malt completely, which is Mm -hmm. kind of the direction a lot of us are going, like myself included, on some beers. Like we're just like crystal is the enemy; you don't want any maltiness. But a pale ale really needs some malt Mm -hmm. backbone to be correct, you know.
0: And we've had some brewers on here recently who have. To my surprise, been going back to crystal, like saying, you know, again, not like a higher was it Lava Bond or but uh, um, and a giant amount of it, but kind of saying, no, my pale ale isn't good with zero crystal, things yeah. like that. And IPA, too, you know. So and this one's yeah. this is a, And you said it's all Citra all the way throughout,
3: all the way through, all
0: the way through. OK. And of course, dry hopped as well. Yes. Yeah. How do you so three barrel system, and then you? We should probably talk about this more when we taste your West Coast IPA. But when you dry (laughs) up a West Coast IPA, what are we getting out of that? What's your volume out of out of that batch?
3: Um, that was tough. Yeah, bet even after (laughs) um, scrubbing it with CO two to try and get all of, and I scrubbed it aggressively. My goal was to get all of the hops that might be uh, resting near the top uh, to break up. To drop down, uh, it's easily more achievable in a in a anything bigger than a three barrel, even a seven, a ten. Okay.
1: Uh, oh, you think the hops like sit on the top in a three barrel? Is that what you're saying?
3: Well, even later, yeah. Oh, that they this, um,
1: like the geometry doesn't lend itself to the hops incorporating.
3: Exactly. Oh, I know some are falling in and starting to disperse as they fall down to the cone. Mm-hmm. But I know that there's some still hanging out. I've, uh, it's nice. A three barrel is actually, it's like a, a homebrewer's advanced lab. Yeah. I yeah. can still open up the top, you know, after charging it, and there's a, li- a bed of CO2 on top, and I can easily just peek in. Yeah. Um, after purging the CO2, and I can see what's going on in there. I can see how high the krausen has come up. If that yeast is, uh, if I can top crop it with mm. with an external uh, container. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of helped me learn about the aggressiveness of some of, of the different yeast strains.
0: Sure. How many times a week are you brewing with a three-barrel system?
3: It's hard. Um, I have a day job. Yeah. And I have to respect that uh, I've got to be doing my, my normal work. I am now the sole... Global rapid DNA uh, expert as many times as we've coordinated and trained other people There's just uh, it's a transition right now. Wow, and so I'm, I'm part of a bigger spectrum of, of a global transition and integration with Thermo Fisher, okay, so that means that I get home I mill I prep everything that I need to do And I can be doing my day job, and I can answer questions for my dad. My dad is actually my mentor in this brewing adventure. Yeah. He's got me started. And so this is a really great opportunity to kind of connect with him and teach him some things that he didn't know about before.
0: So he's helping you out on the brew side? Correct, Okay.
2: He's our best unpaid employee. Got it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number one. <laughs> we all need one. Yep.
3: Weekends, I get to get in there and really do some of the more. And and, and this is something we can touch on, too, throughout the evening. Um, some more advanced beers, like these bourbon barrel-aged beers, uh, the German chocolate cake, mm-hmm. the, 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 the coffee stout that we did with a local coffee roaster, mm-hmm. um, and with barrels from Italics. When... Um, Italics had spent Chardonnay barrels, hmm. um, and their red wine barrels. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were given an opportunity to utilize those barrels for future projects. Nice. And so. Okay, but you
0: s- still haven't told me how many yeah, days a, a week TV you got to brew. Oh, because uh, I want thats what I Because <laughs> I'm thinking sorry, about a three-barrel system, and you're open a lot of days a week. You said Wednesday we through Sunday, staff. right? Well, right, but you got to move. So how? So your whatever volume of beer. I just I feel like. It sounds to me like you're brewing five days a week.
2: It's scary as shit. Like, we'll look at yeah. our beer pours on, like, a Saturday and Sunday and be like, oh, God. How is
0: there
3: enough beer? She'll <laughs> tell me, hey, we're doing this well. And I'm like, oh, no. She's <laughs> just like, what do you mean, oh, no? I'm all, I got to make, make more beer. Yeah, i going to run out yes. of beer. So, yeah. so
0: we, five days a week?
3: This is actually, no. This is where we have had to coordinate with local breweries. Okay. Um, we have... Growing up in the region, really connected with all of our local breweries. So, uh, Napa Smith, mm-hmm. Jamil at Heretic, James, yeah, yeah. Jason Ledford at True Cemetery, um, Luis Castro at, at, Mar- uh, at uh, Del Cielo, Del Cielo. Del yep. Cielo. Um,
2: Aaron and Holly at Aaron, Epidemic.
3: Uh, Aaron, Holly, Brian at yeah. Epidemic oh, yeah. Ales. yep um, So, you're doing some contract brewing with all these guys. Yeah. Or as Sully used to like to call it... Uh, uh partner brewing partner brewing yeah. this is actually a little bit more this is this is where you start to see your colleagues in the industry actually open up their homes to you yeah, mm. they've been great to mm. us. i consider uh what we've experienced with epidemic ales and, and and brian and holly and aaron to be a family
0: nice yeah they,
3: they have opened up their home to us awesome and allowed us to establish an alternating proprietorship and contract brewing. Ah, okay. With them. I thought
0: maybe you meant you're like brewing in their bathtub now <laughs> or something, like prison style. No. But no. But, but you you know, mean you have an alternating right. proprietorship? That's very nice. Yeah. But that is a nice each thing. are Facts. Do. Like if they,
2: because yeah. they've grown so incredibly and are doing so well mm-hmm. that, you know, there's times where they need some storage. Right. They have it. Got yeah. it. So, you know, it's like, but then there's times where we need help with something and they. Oh, that's great. It's a, it's a great partnership
4: with Tr- them.
3: Okay. Teresa, you know, this industry, we're like a brotherhood, a sisterhood, a family. Yeah. 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 And what do they have? Like a 15 barrel there at, at Epidemic? Uh, I forget. A 10 and growing. They have a 10. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Nice. Because they have a good space to grow in. Sean. So. Yeah. Their beers are. So Sean's good.
3: great. Sean is incredible. Sean's a sweetheart, too. Nick is Nick, their assistant. Nick's, he's here. He's here. Oh, yeah. Their their nice. Bro, yeah. Right? nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, Vito. Yeah, Vito. I've leaned on Vito so many times.
0: Vito's the guy. Vito, it turns out, knows everything. I didn't know that about Vito. He knows everything. Everybody. Yeah,
1: (laughs) such a great guy. He's
0: gonna. We're doing another show tomorrow that Vito's gonna be on. Oh yes, because he uh, advised me and Chris Graham on our Dortmunder that we brewed for (laughs) HomebrewCon. We've never. Chris Graham and I have never entered. We've been going to that event. Used to be called NHC, but now it's homebrewcon. Um, <laughs> for over fifteen years, he's been going for like twenty. I'm going on like eighteen, wow. and we've never entered a beer, so we're entering our first homebrew ever. Uh, awesome. And anyway, Vito came and, and assisted us on that too. And yeah, Vito just knows everything. He's yeah. a nice guy. So
3: or Dortmunder Export.
0: Uh, I don't know. Tasty's Dortmunder recipe is what we brewed. So our our friend uh, Tasty had. Uh, Won a silver medal with his Dortmunder, and I asked Chris Graham. Chris Graham and I, it's weird to say, and you're going to hear about it more in tomorrow's show. Um, but like, we're just getting back into homebrew. It's super certainly weird to say for him. He's obviously into homebrew. He's but not. He's only gotten back into like brewing at home. Yeah. And and as I've been talking to him and hanging out with him more, I'm like, gosh, brewing sounds fun again. So I asked him. I said, hey. I know that you've never entered this competition and neither have I. What do you think we, we brew a beer? And he just loved the idea and asked me what I want to brew and I just remembered this beer that Tasty used to bring in, I'm talking years ago. I hadn't had Tasty's Dortmunder in years. But in the early days, uh, him and Doc would both both bring in this Dortmunder and I it's probably the first one I ever had. I didn't even have a real one before that. <laughs> and I was like, what is this beer? It's fantastic. <laughs> and so um, his son Lee... Had access to all of Tasty's old recipes, and he brought it to us, and we brewed it. Um, That's so cool. We're going to taste it uh, tomorrow on the show, and then uh, it's already been shipped off to the competition, and I kind of want to win. I'm kind of feeling good. I mean, I haven't even really tasted it yet, but I kind of want to win. I really hope
1: you do. It'll be like Santa Claus... Getting a present, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm probably.
0: Down. I will probably cry like a baby if we win any kind of medal with that beer. That's yeah, so cool. But I'm also just kind of excited to participate. I've been streaming the awards for over a decade, right? Since the second year of the Brewing Network, so since 2006. But I've never participated in them, so I just thought it'd be cool to have a beer, have something in the running. You know what I mean? for that's sure awesome. uh, yeah. but anyhow Vito was instrumental in helping us decide what to do with water and things like that because guy knows it all absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. okay so you've got help then I didn't know about the alternating proprietorship that's a smart move um, I think another thing that Jamil toyed with and it used to give good advice about uh, with other breweries when he was looking to do things so okay all right, we got to move through beers too. Okay. So I've got your saison, and so I've, we've got some, one for you too. I had I had our staff here pour us your saison, uh, and I know we, you wanted to talk about that. Um, what's this beer called?
2: So this is a simple saison. Okay. So we try and name everything about something either personally relevant or historically relevant to the town, because we both were raised in Venetia. Okay. And so all of our beers, for the most part, are named after something that is. If you live there, if you travel through there, you know. And so, Semple was one of the original founders of Benicia, and it's S-E-M. also S E M S E M P L E. It's the elementary school that I went to, Robert Semple. It's next door to where we live. Okay. So this is the Semple. It's a farmhouse. Mark's the brewer, so he
0: knows that. Oh, so you're like born and raised Benicia. Yeah,
2: you I'm guys, actually born you in Germany. Actually... I wanted to include that earlier. We were oh talking wow!
3: About I'm <laughs> like, no I'm kidding. The German.
0: You're the German. <laughs> <laughs> He's, He's just a lowly I Austrian. Know, I know.
3: <laughs> Born in Köln. I was born in Köln.
0: Okay. Yeah,
2: I wish we could have named our, our Kolsch, the Köln Kolsch, because right. like, I'm the Köln baby, but yeah. it was already named.
0: You look like a Köln baby. <laughs> Very German. <laughs> um, but we both
2: were like kindergarten through high school. Well, for me, Marcus okay. years later in Benicia, yeah. But we're oh, that's awesome. a years apart.
0: Okay. So Semple's one of the founders of Benicia, you're saying? He like, was, founding, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's
2: definitely in the founding. Yeah. There's like the names Larkin. Okay. Um, Turner.
0: So you're saying you guys try to name all of your beers with some all sort of, of reference to either your your Germanic background or Benicia? Is that about? Or
2: like just personal? So like Mark's okay. wearing the end of the woods shirt, which is named. My cousin was really into he's was really into like hoppy beers, and his name was Woods, and I thought that was a cool name. Being Andrew Woods, red, yeah. into the redwoods, end yeah, of the woods. It was Redwood Farms. Capricopia was where we got the hops for that. Oh. Seasonal. The lazy days later. Well, named after my dad's boat.
0: What happened to your cousin? Can I ask?
2: He had a glioblastoma. Oh, man. He passed away at 52 okay. on, on my birthday or the day before my birthday Okay. in 2017. And I met Mark like six days later.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. It's nice to do a tribute like that. Totally. It's a nice thing to be able to like brewing beer. I think uh, I've gotten to do this for Tasty in different ways. Not not brew mm-hmm. beer, but like beer is like an avenue. I don't know for all sorts of ways to tribute in life and friends yeah. and like yeah like and it's, I
2: love seeing people wear like that shirt yeah that's you know? a cool shirt like, I'll put it back on the camera I love too. people like there's people here wearing it tonight <clears throat> like and I love seeing nice. his name and I'm I'm gonna do something for my dad too with the lazy days we just haven't it's it's have, so new
1: have you guys heard of the stash beer Mm-mm. it's actually a benefit for glioblastoma because really? okay. we we lost one of our brewery friends actually too um, and. So we're planning to do it, we're just trying to get it on the calendar right now. But nice. it's might be something you want to look into. What
0: that? beer is that?
1: Uh it's it's uh it's a like a collaboration for a benefit beer. It's called Stash Strong. Is it like
2: the Lady okay. Boots? Lady Bot or the Pink Boots where you have to buy it's
1: the top similar, but you don't have to buy anything, you just like you okay. just pledge a portion of the prof- proceeds. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: So what do we so earlier we had the uh the old Capital Pilsner? Yeah. Right? So Benicia was the original state capital of California.
0: Oh, that's right. I was just to mess that up because I thought it was Martinez, but it was Benicia, wasn't Benicia it? Benicia
2: was huh. one of the first. I don't know if we... I don't remember if we were, like, eighteen ninety yeah. or 1898 or something like that. Okay. So Benicia... Yeah. So we have the old Capitol building on First Street, so we have that. And then the Maritime is named after the Maritime College right there, Maritime mm-hmm. Pale Ale, And then now we're having the Semple Saison.
0: Nice. All right. So tell us about the Saison, then,
3: Mark. So actually actually... Uh This is one that I wasn't really planning on doing again because we have 40, 50 different beers that we try to rotate, and there's a really core uh, number of those that we need to keep brewing regularly. But uh, Italics um, had two beautiful punch-in barrels with amazing stainless steel tasting ports and bottom drain stainless steel valves i mean these were so beautiful they need to continue on in their journey in this brewing world and they were
0: throwing them away you or know what a of them? Is? no
2: so it's a 500 liter french oak barrel
0: oh it's huge like a fooder
2: it's huge but yeah but it's very similar but safe, yeah. like, it's like yeah, it's, it's not oval it's round it's a full-on you take the barrel head off it's, i
0: see yeah
2: right. okay
3: so i nice. knew right then i'm all i gotta call veto yeah, that's that's the guy that knows all the fruit forward saisons. He's, I mean, I gotta I gotta reach out to him and I hit him up. I'm like Vito, hey, do I do Belgian French? He's like, go French. You're gonna get a little bit more mm. pizzazz. The French
0: yeast we're talking here, exactly. Okay, the French yeah. saison, yeah,
3: give you a little bit more forgiveness in the flavor profiles. So mm. You're blending it with a Chardonnay barrel. Um, and then if later on down the road you choose to add new fruit to it, you've got some forgiveness, too, with that French saison yeast. I see. Right? So yeah. you
1: fermented in the barrel or yeah. in the puncheon.
3: So I do a, f- a primary fermentation okay. in, the, in the fermenter. Yep. And then right off the bottom with the yeast, too, mm-hmm. um, I first actually take the yeast on the bottom, pump it over to the next saison batch. Okay. Uh, Because we're three barrels, so we're actually pulling maybe 93 to 95 gallons. Uh, So it's barely enough to fill up uh, the first barrel. Okay. So I had to do two back-to-back, get the yeast off, um, cold crash the first one, and sit on it while Mm -hmm. we got the second one going. And then um, pump it over. Pump it over to the barrel, start filling it up. And these bungs that are on top are really unique. They are, um, they sit on top of a stainless steel threaded fitting. So above your barrel, imagine being able to have a looking glass into your beer. Hmm. And it's, it's actually a, uh, a bubbling cap, a specialized okay. wine bubbling cap. Um, I put a little, um, um, Sanitizer in there, and then it continues to ferment over the next six to ten months.
4: Okay, it
2: holds like a good like two liters. I mean, it's a decent size.
3: If it gets low, I'll just wait till it gets below the the bottom of the threads. I'll sanitize the rubber bung, unscrew it, Mm -hmm. plug it, and then sanitize, clean it, get it nice and looking nice and neat and clean, Mm -hmm. uh, and then screw it back on sanitizer and fill from the bottom
0: interesting huh. it's beautiful okay so beautiful.
1: how how long is this how long was this in progress
3: this is actually four months and this is actually young
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, but we wanted to get it out in the hot summer days mm-hmm. uh, but in August we'll release the uh, the the six month I'm gonna actually pull it at six, month, six
1: so months so you're gonna pull it all you're not gonna like
3: I'll pull. Like s-
1: solarid or (laughs) something you
3: know we'll pull so if if the next batch has um 90 gallons Mm -hmm. i will pull 90 gallons so that the 90 gallons that i have will fill it up i have to be really consistent with making sure that the barrel always has uh beer in it so that the staves don't dry out yeah of course yeah um but we've also just recently Picked up some more barrels, so we've got more punchins. These are six hundred liters, wow. red wine barrel. So this is actually going to be the start of a new project that we're going to call Nat, Natalie, natalambic Lambic. Nice. Ooh,
2: I love. I mean, obviously, I'm German, and my fam, I have family in Belgium. I love Lambics.
3: Okay. Yeah. Big
2: fan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, of course. Can, can do no wrong. Lambics are fantastic. Huge fan. All of this is at the. The detached garage yeah. brew house. Yeah, I'm trying to picture. I'm you a picture of it. How big is this garage? 500 square feet. Okay. Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. So like a garage, right? Basically. Yeah, literally.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. You uh, gotta yeah. Send me a picture. I can put it in the show totally. notes too, so it's, people can see. You know. Yeah.
3: Just, um, yeah. It's crazy. But
2: the the access to the barrels from Metallics was really a cool thing because the owners, you know, when they decided to sell the property, there was all this things that they needed to get rid of, and so. They've been so good to us and so good to me with needing time and that there was this opportunity to get the barrels. And I was like, Mark, do you want these? Do you want to buy these? And, you know, it just kind of it worked. And it's something that we can expand our portfolio with, which is right. Because those things new are several thousand dollars. That's super counterproductive for us.
4: Sure. Sure.
0: No, that's really, that's an amazing opportunity. And then, and of course, you know, depending, like whatever the size your brew house is, Mm -hmm. fermenter space is really the limiting factor. So if you've got these things to do. Yeah. yeah. Although I will say you're a little crazy to jump into the Lambic project at this stage, but maybe you guys are already crazy anyway. Yeah, we're crazy anyway.
1: Certifiable. uh, Are you going to try to collect yeast from the environment? (laughs) To no. do these, no, no, you have a you have a plan. I'm, gonna, I'm actually. I, gonna, I'm with you. I would, like, if I did a lambic style, which I'm not sure I would. I would I would be like a control freak, it has and be I would isolated, like for sure. I'm actually going to ferment. It. I would create it with.
3: I'm going to ferment it with, uh, you know, maybe a, a very controllable yeast strain, not a bug. Yeah. And then after I can figure out a location that is separate from everything else, because I really understand the. Uh, volatility of the bugs mm-hmm. really need to get it separate and keep it keep it separate mm-hmm. yeah we'll pump it over to wherever this is going to be
1: well sure. and that's a that's a natural thing to do that with you know an oak barrel that you can separate from everything and it's just a one stop shop for that that bug you know it's not going to get back in your brew system yeah all about it
0: Good idea.
3: The barrels are beautiful, though.
1: Yeah. They're, oh, I bet. Oh my They're god. So.
3: Oh, you're
0: gonna have to send me all kinds I of will. pictures. I will. I'll send you some pictures. Yeah. this us for let's sure.
1: see this. I'm just realizing so. I need to make friends with Matt Brendelson, and I also need to make better friends with wineries. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. That's I'm being shown I'm gonna put it that. on my <laughs> camera. I'm being so shown something by Mark right now. So what are What are we looking at right so now?
3: What you're looking at is a BCS four hundred and sixty uh, BCS four hundred and sixty two brewing control system. It was originally sold. By Brewers Hardware, um, there's some local brewers that use this for trying to automate their local brewery brewery system. We've utilized this to automate our fermentation control system, and I have three, uh, two loops. Uh, three fermenters are in one loop with a Perlick 4410 line chiller, and in it, it is <laughs> actually was never. Thought possible, but a Perlick 4410 line chiller uh, was meant for cooling a long 210 foot run uh, between your walk in cooler and your taps. I see. Uh, But we've used a first in, last out loop with the pressure controls that you would in a commercial fermentation system. Okay. Um, to actually, we're we're running it from this little black box. I see. This allows us to do all of our day job stuff and not have to worry about running back home. Is is the beer going to be okay? I can can log in on my lunch break and look. Let check it.
0: But it's glycol. It's a glycol chiller. Glycol right? It's just rib, meant yeah. meant for something else. I see. Exactly. Controlled yeah. by a beer nerd. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what you need. Yeah. am yeah. building
3: rapid DNA instruments.
0: And you, this uh, is <laughs> not you're like that is easy. We got grand scheme of things. Right. We got this. All us <laughs> every every other brewer is like god how am i going to do this and you're like that easy thing, I'll do it for you. <laughs> but
4: he'll be at home and I'll be
2: like, oh man, this is temperatures at this. And I'm like, that's a foreign language to me. I don't know what that means. But right, yeah. What
0: yeah. is that? But, but you know. What temperature did you ferment the sace on at?
3: That's yeah. uh, 68, 70. Okay. And I actually got a little hot, 70, 72, mm-hmm. just so I could start Finishing it out, and it's the it has
0: got some nice esters coming out. It's, it's on the estery side of a saison, right? You didn't go—you didn't go mild and mellow. You wanted a full-on saison.
3: I want the uh, the, the yeah. environment to just do its magic. Something yeah, yeah. unique, and it's going to be unique because of the environment that we're working in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just different than everything. Yeah, everything else out there. Yeah, it's very good. Um, the malt bill—you've got pilsner. You've got Vienna malts. Uh, and that's, uh, what do we got? 80, 84% Pilsner, mm. 3.8% Vienna, okay, 3% wheat, 3% Karamunic 3.
0: So, okay. I thought that it, isn't a traditional Saison mostly wheat malt and not, like, you kind of went the opposite. I thought a traditional Saison is a ton of wheat, but then the other one's rounded out, where you did the opposite. Do I have that wrong?
3: Some can be. Okay. Yes, but um, I really wanted a low wheat profile in there. Yeah, yeah. Really low. And and that's one of the fun, th- fun aspects of a farmhouse, is that... You know the farmers in Belgium and South France were really just utilizing the ingredients that they had available, whatever the hell
0: was around and left, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And now you're right about that. That's that's for sure. Yeah. And but, by the way, I'm not the biggest wheat fan, so uh, I'm, I'm certainly not poo-pooing this. I just wanted to make sure. I like, I yeah, I always thought that the it was generally a wheat beer, um, but well, you said only three percent. Yeah. Really, really. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. And what was the eighty percent?
3: Uh, the Pilsner. Pilsner, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, was that, is that Viking? Pils- all of this is Viking. It's all Viking, yeah, yeah,
3: except for the Kara Munich. The Kara Munich three is Wireman. Okay. Um, in the Munich, there's Munich. Uh, well, that Munich is a light. Is Munich light? Okay. From Viking. Got yeah. it. Because we switched over to a lot of Viking malts Yeah, it's good malt. No, you know what?
0: I think it's all in our Dortmunder too.
3: More, more beer has been so good to us over the years. Yeah, growing up, um, they, there was no place where homebrewers could get uh, supplies. Yeah, for their for their homebrew beers, and then all of a sudden one day, there was a little shop in, in Concord. Right, <laughs> right. More beer.
0: Oh yeah. Well, you know, I can't, and it's Thank not because they're sponsors. They're like my <laughs> friends I, I can't yeah. say enough good things about them. My bromance with them has only grown. <laughs> like, over the years, like, you'd think that they'd be sick of me by now. They're they're not. They're just too nice for that Yeah, even. those guys are the coolest. Yeah. Well, and
1: I'm pragmatic as hell, and I order a ton of stuff from them because their website's super easy. It works, and they ship the stuff that day or the next day. usually yeah. get it in one day. Yep. Right. I mean, it's, like, killer. Yeah. And they reach super out. Easy. They
3: communicate. Great communication. Oh, yeah, yeah for They're sure.
1: They're good folks.
0: All right, let me do this, because I this is my mistake. I got to take another quick break. We're going to take a fast one, because okay. I forgot to get us other beer. It's the uh, Saison. It runs right through The Saison. I'm like, mm, that's so good. <laughs> well, I, we got to get the West Coast IPA that you've just released. And then we've got still got a couple cans to taste, too. So I'm going to get us some more beer and some glassware. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Session with Brewhole Benicia Brewing. We'll be right back. Okay, welcome back to the show. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're still speaking with Brewhole Venicia Brewing. What's the website that people can go to to check things out? Brewholebrewing.com. Brewholebrewing.com. Go check it out there. You can get information about the tasting room and the beer and how to get to it and all of that. Um, food truck lineup. All right. Uh, food truck lineup, too? Nice. As long as you're still allowed to do it. I like that. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to make sure we get through more beer. Yeah. So... We've got your West Coast IPA in our glass right now, one that you just released today, right? Uh, We're the first. You're the first, and it's a because you're not even open until Wednesday, so it'll be here and then and it'll be here on for another couple days, and then Wednesday, uh, I assume, at the tasting room, Natalie. Yes. Okay. Uh, All right. Which one? What's the beer called? Lazy days. Lazy days. Oh, and Natalie, this is the one that was uh, named after your dad's boat. Move that microphone real close to you. That's okay. Right. Yeah. Yep. So
2: named after my dad's boat. My dad just passed away, and this was his favorite. He loved nothing more than a cold beer on the back of his boat. Nice. And so when we were talking about needing to fill that kind of component in our, our portfolio of the person that loves Sierra Nevada and wants to have a light IPA but doesn't want to go to a New England, this is where Mark decided to create this. He worked on the, the profile for it. I worked on the name. So here we have Lazy Days yeah. in honor of my dad.
0: I love that. Yeah. Like I said, I do I do love a good like beer in, in honor of... Um, okay, so then... Let's just go straight with hops on this one. We've been talking a lot of malt. We can certainly go back to malt. But uh, what hops did you put in this this one? And were they Natalie's dad's favorite hops? I'm curious. (laughs)
4: <laughs> or did, uh, or,
0: or, or with, were they what you had available? My father
2: loved anything Mark did. Like, okay, he, oh.
0: he, he could do oh. no wrong. In my, oh, that's In nice. my dad's eyes, yes. So wow, he was
1: so pumped to be a part of the brewery. So, that's such a good yeah. quality in a life partner, Dad.
0: Dad, right? He, dad knew he was life uh, that dad you were life loved partner. I love Mark Keller. Oh, I like that. What that's are your awesome. intentions with my daughter? <laughs> yeah, well, that's, gotta ask that question. After you got past that question. Well, and anyway. clearly you got the answer right after that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Yeah,
3: um, this one's all ba- uh, based off of uh, Mosaic and Simcoe. Hmm. Um, all of the beers we do, our First Street Fog is is all Citroen and Amarillo. Okay, um, our Veterans Day uh, blend. What is it? Arsenal. We're talking about this one. I know. Huh? I know. <laughs> um, so kind of give you the background first. <laughs> we wanted to touch on a, a, a beer that utilize some of the hops that we don't normally use okay yeah so that's simcoe and mosaic nice um so we've got um i I love first word hopping i don't think we do it enough Mm. right every year when we do our our uh fresh uh wet hop ipas yeah um i always throw in at least 10 10 20 pounds in the first wort in the first wort, Interesting. and this is a, those are really really big beers. So, this one, uh, for the first wort hop for a um 100 uh, gallon batch, 110 gallon batch, yeah, we have uh two ounces of Mo- mosaic and two ounces of simcoe, okay. So, and that those both contributed four ibus each. Um, and then we jumped into our sixty minute with five ounces of mosaic and five ounces of Simcoe. Mm-hmm. Just really kept it really balanced the whole way through. Forty five minutes again, four four and a half ounces of mosaic and Simcoe.
0: You're hopping all the way through, all the way. Yeah, look at you go. I,
3: I, it's so old school. I just yeah, love it. yeah, love it. Right. Um, and then we skip to uh, ten and five minutes, both the same additions, five ounces and five ounces. Okay. Um, and then we jump into our whirlpool where we're hitting it with eight ounces of mosaic, eight ounces of Simcoe. Mm-hmm. And then you won't see anything more until uh, three days where we hit it with uh, 96 ounces.
0: Uh, then you dry hop. I love the jump. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you
3: just went from 8 to 96.
0: Well, he's
1: talking boil hops. Like, you, if you put that amount of
0: boil hops in. No, he, his whirlpool hops, too, were yeah, only but, 8. And okay. then jumped to 96. So,
1: you have to, with whirlpool hops, you always have to consider your equipment. Yeah, because, yeah. like, we, on our system, we do max, like, Eleven pounds. Okay. We try to do no more than eleven than eleven pounds because we have trouble transferring Knocking that out. out. Okay. Like we have to like really modify our equipment to do a lot more whirlpool I see. hops. Okay. So I I get that you relate. Okay.
3: Yes. There's strategies where we'll do an extra uh, long whirlpool and we that we'll then s- let it rest for an additional instead of 20 minutes. Okay. I might go 25 minutes just okay. to let that troop uh, true ball, really settle.
0: Sure. But then, of course, you're also adding IBUs, so it's a trade-off, right? That's true. The longer it's in that hot side, you're still... Yeah. Okay.
3: There's some, some little tricks we use, um, and that's where, when when my boil, I might stop at 105 instead of 110 or 115 gallons. Okay. Um, and that might give me a little bit of play with the cold water. So I add five gallons of cold water, so when I start the whirlpool, I know that my gravity is a little high. Yeah, I can hit it with another five gallons of cold water, balance it out, but also cool it down. Yeah, to get more of that uh, aromatic utilization in the world. Sure.
0: What kind of chiller are you using on that size system?
3: You know what? Like
0: plate. It's a
3: holy moly.
0: Tell uh, me, it's a Therminator. I just want to know I that. I it's
3: wish a... it. W- I have. I, I have an amazing thermi- Thermaline. Yeah, uh, sitting in my office. This is, I, I couldn't even tell you, it's B-I-G-G-E-E, which is short for uh, Chinese.
0: But it's a plate chiller. Biggie. It's
3: a big... Yeah.
1: Like it's a not short company? for anything. That's literally Biggie. Yeah.
3: yeah oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. It is huge. It's an engine block.
0: They just couldn't spell <laughs> They just did not as
2: well we big. have a brand new gnd it's genre. not an sitting, acronym <laughs> sitting That's in the taproom. So <laughs> it's
0: not even an acronym no it no, is okay.
3: big okay. no i've torn that thing down i learned in in early on when we were having infections okay um, yeah i tore that thing down three times wow. a nightmare that we never want to experience yeah um yeah, yeah. but It it ended up being a bad weld on our boil kettle. Oh, shoot. Oh, wow. So it was getting chemicals into it. Those chemicals were transitioning. And this is after four batches of beer. Interesting. Um, And then for the next ten batches after that first four, uh, they were all contaminated. Oh, man. So we really learned a really big lesson that later on down the road in life would help guide us towards... Brew, brew built and yeah, making sure yeah. that if we were buying equipment from a manufacturer that we could talk to, we, we could reach out to. Sure. Um,
0: but or- do you have the luxury of that. Like, let's talk about that just a little bit. Like modern brewing has can accommodate almost any size. In other words, I'm pretty sure brew built wasn't around when I started in 2005. No. No. So people were buying like way big stuff or just modifying a homebrew system to be whatever they want. So I love this, 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 this passion that you have, and I'm just saying what a nice like, luxury of modern craft brewing that there are actually people out there that can brew qual- uh, build quality stuff on a nano size. Yeah, because really it used to be like, well, you better brew on your homebrew system four <laughs> times today to make your one three barrel batch. Right. Yeah. And so but then a place like brew built comes out. So uh, anyhow, I, yeah. I'm kind of giving kudos to them no, been and great the industry. So. They made our five. Yeah, barrel. They've been great. No, we're okay. going to
3: get we're going to get that connected here one day. Nice. I promise.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really great. And, and you're right. We've, even brewers over the years have come in talked about quality issues with Chinese uh, uh, fermenters and things like that, which they also have grown up. And, and nowadays, people tell me kind of the opposite, like, hey, no, these, these fermenters are fine now. Like the industry as a whole, even, you know, there as well has, has kind of grown up. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting to hear that it was a kettle problem after all that.
3: There's yeah. so many amazing things we can we can talk shop and the engineering. I'm so fascinated with the engineering. I paid so much attention. Yeah. To the welding, to the engineering. Uh, but you
0: don't do any of the welding and stuff on yours. Oh, if your no. equipment oh, breaks, oh, no. he yeah. Will. Oh, oh of you course. okay? Okay, all right. Okay, we'll have oh, to talk. you. you yeah. also learned, learned how many to weld stainless okay. to yeah. do brewery stuff.
3: In the last five years, I've bought a Miller Matic t- uh, 220 mm-hmm. with the auto set. I'm I learning.
4: nearly cut his hand off, and I said
3: yeah. no more. I've okay. I've been learning <laughs> learning how to do sanitary stainless welding. Okay, but I, I this is just a a side thing. I reach out to uh, Steve Habco with Habco welding all the time. Okay, um, I know my limitations, and I'm I'm so sore, I'm so achy all the time from yeah. working. Yeah, yeah. That's not what I want to do. Okay.
4: So I
2: feel like we need to pinpoint that. I don't welding is next on right my now, hobby you just list. Said you know your
0: limitations. See, you want me to? Yeah. It's on this recording. <laughs> do yeah, I'll cut can, out that I need clip like, for you. I need that. Do you want me to make I it do. your um uh, your message tone from him? Please. So that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. or or it should actually his message t- tone <laughs> from me. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. Yeah, you're right. That's yeah. what we're gonna do. Yeah. I will do. I Everybody can make that, that. I can make that happen for I you. Didn't
1: make it up. <laughs> well, no, I I know that brewers bring the intensity, but I'm just gonna have to say, like you. Like, his voice is so soothing. Like, you could...
0: Right? Yeah. So how is he so intense? Because you're like, I don't I know, know, he, he also is, seems very zen. He puts zen.
1: off this chill vibe. Right. Yeah, I mean, you you need to make a, a zen. He's not like a yeah. child's brewing book, like an audio book. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. I yeah, you were right
3: that he could do oh that. Well, and, yeah.
0: and, Or I, for, I like, the real right b- beer nerds where he just, you know, I'm not saying you're sleepy, but you could do that voice for us us beer nerds to right. go to bed. Just, like, describe your beers in that like very soothing. ASMR, like, that's what I mean, yes. Yeah. Read, read the recipes. We just invented beer nerd ASMR, Natalie, oh. you and I.
1: Well, and, and because he learned to brew as a child, exactly. No, yeah. Mark so. was a kid that like
2: brought kegs to parties, and, like, <laughs> right? Just as like he's the coolest guy in town. I
1: would swear to god, <laughs>
0: I love this! <laughs> All right, we uh, we got to try more beer too. Yes, let's go on. Uh, uh what did you decide we were going to do now? Uh, I, Teresa decided, I think. Yes,
1: I made the executive Ooh, decision along with Natalie that powder a magazine. The Russian Mm. Imperial Stout, ten percent, is our next beer.
0: Powder magazine, Powder magazine, Benicia related. What is that? Tell me. So Benicia
2: was being the original arsenal. We were one of the original. We were the original, or one of the original West Coast military uh, arsenals.
0: Oh, Oh, I see. Like like stockpile? You mean yes? Okay, okay. So
2: there's three in the United States of these powder magazines, and they're these French designed self imploding. Buildings that were made to hold black powder. I see. Whoa! And there's two in Venetia. One of them is that are still there. Still there. One of them is pretty dilapidated, but one of them is um, cool. We got a tour of it, and so we decided to name this after that because it's neat. You can go into this thing, and it's like there's all these like I I can send you a text about these pictures of these guys signing their names in like 1874. And, like, so cool. measurements on the walls of like, how many ounces were per this square foot. Nice. Because, I mean, it could go up in flames at any time. Right.
1: <laughs> you should, <laughs> Amazing. You, like, if you ever can your beer, you need to have beer labels that explain. Yes. Because yeah. Potter Magazine to me is like a snowboarding. Oh, I know. Okay. Well, uh, I periodical. Yeah. It's so
0: actually, we it's real. One. And it is. Yeah. <laughs> or was. Yeah. yeah. We created
1: a yeah.
2: cool, we actually worked on a label for this that was pretty cool. Because I'll show you after the show these cool walls of all these signatures and it's just, it's oh, so, wow. it's like German prisoners of war that were like kept in California in Benicia like,
3: yeah. And putting it's a little picture for it's those so of you cool. watching
0: on YouTube or Facebook, you can see a little bit.
3: There was a day we showed up to the Benicia Historical Museum and Alan H. Gandhi was actually there and, and heard us talking about our passion of local Benicia history and the beers and offered to walk us out into the field, over the hills and into the field. It was not something that they ever did, but he just happened to be writing this book. Nice. And took us out and we had the opportunity to just really ground ourselves with, with our heritage of Benicia Roots. Yeah. The history of Benicia and really inspired us to to name this the Powder Keg.
0: I l- it's a great name, especially as, for a black beer—the black powder, yeah. right? So Russian Imperial Stout, right?
2: And the barrels are from Mare Island. From, oh, cool! The, the distillery there. Yeah. So um, Savage and Cook.
0: Okay.
1: So a, this is this is barrel aged. This is barrel aged for two years. Two
0: years. Oh,
3: are you really?
1: Me? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Ten percent. What, what was the base? I mean, what was the spirit that was in the barrel? A bourbon. It was a bourbon. bourbon barrel aged. Yeah, it's like totally incorporated. Which, by the way, is the coolest distillery tour in the
2: area. If you have not spent, no, i have going. I to I've never even heard of them on Maryland. Yeah,
0: they oh,
3: they cool. bought their bourbon barrels and had them shipped out and aged them. Um, but it's, as we've learned more about the distilling and the, uh, the distilleries in the uh, United States, there's auctions that come up and you can buy bourbon an agent on property oh right right and so these different distilleries every once in a while even maybe here in california close to home like savage and cook um will be utilizing that to blend with some of their spirits and those barrels become available uh we thought that was really unique to be able to to have some barrels from especially
0: local like that that's really cool
2: island right like that's such a cool thing in our backyard like both growing up in benicia and like we remember being, you know, kids of like the eighties and nineties when Maryland was rocking. Yeah, like, Vallejo was not a little weird, dark, you know, path on the way to Napa. Like, <laughs> right. it was the place to be. I see. And it's not, you know, it's it's having a, a, a resurgence now. And there's some really cool stuff going on. Sure. Um, on that wet mile with the brewery, Maryland Brewery, and then this Savage and Cook with Dave Finney has invested a lot of money in promoting that. And there's some great restaurants. But you know, for a long time, it was kind of like mm, you didn't go there.
0: Sure. But well, and Natalie, I think I heard you before the show started. You're you're a bourbon girl. Hmm. You like a glass of bourbon? Big time. Yeah? Yeah. How do you like it? You just like a bourbon straight?
2: I'm a Maker's Mark and soda water. Oh, is that right? Okay. Well, soda water yeah, too. Yeah. Bourbon and branch.
0: Yeah. Is that your that's your nightcap beer?
2: It's like my Instagram handle is that's Maker's you. Mark love. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah,
0: like I'm old school. <laughs> I love it. That's I'm that's a great. huge fan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you'll reach for that before like a beer at the end of the day, too? It's okay. You can. No one's going to judge you here. No, not at all. Yeah. yeah. Half our listeners will do the same no, thing. Like I yeah. can
2: walk into any bar, probably in the Tri-County area, and they'd be like, You're usual? And I'm like, mm mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Yeah. Okay. That's my thing. Uh, this is a delicious RIS, man. Two years on the barrel? Two years. You didn't fuck it up in those two years. No, it's... it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> right? Like it it's A like, lot I'm of things could, could
3: go wrong. <laughs> we had nothing, nothing else going on. Except yeah. these two barrels. Okay. It was make it or break it.
0: No, these this is a and,
3: good beer. Um, the beer gods were good to us. I'm
0: pretty sure you gave me a choice of this keg, too, didn't you? Did I fuck up and not buy this? Well, we still have it. You <laughs> <Okay>. can always <laughs> choose this, come this later. Back to you? Yeah. This absolutely. is a delicious. No one sweat.
3: gets this beer. No one gets this beer. We've kept it in house, so mm. we could
1: we could let it slide mm. here though.
3: We could let we could let five gallons slide. We might need to do that. Teresa, what do you think of this beer?
0: I really like it. Right.
1: And honestly, I feel kind of silly that I couldn't identify it was from a bourbon barrel. It just, it, it's so well-rounded. Mm. Like it doesn't really have any sharpness. Yeah. And, but I mean, explaining that it's been around for a couple years, right. like it also doesn't taste like oxidized and soy sauce. Right? right. So it's,
0: yeah, but it does well have a ton of chocolate. Yes. Yeah, it's but like... not sharp. So I'm curious how much like chocolate malt was there was to start, and if that like I've been waiting for you to ask that or something. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know how I am with the point eight. This is another three point eight. Okay. okay, so um, two hundred pounds, and, and we're again we're starting off with a hundred. I really have learned to. Utilize my boil kettle from 110 to 115 gallons. Okay. Um, by just dialing down the heat on my boil. Okay. So I'm able to get uh, 70, 71.9 percent uh maris otter. Mm. And oh then wow! Okay. 7.2 percent uh, biscuit malt. Yeah. And um, 7.2 crystal uh, 80 caramel 80. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I've got 4.7 of uh, wheat flaked, a little softness in there, a little yep. soft mouthfeel. Yeah. And then we hit hit it with your uh, 3.8 chocolate. See, I would have thought so more like because what it's what chocolate. Okay. Like 400. 350. 350. Yeah. Yeah. And then the roasted barley, we're hitting it with um, 3.6. Oh, See, that's almost. the
1: that's the two years. Like it would have tasted way roasty.
3: Yeah. At okay. first. Okay. I'm
1: betting, right?
0: Yeah, no I doubt.
1: feel like it did. I remember you brought some home.
3: Every once in a while, like every 6 months, I would bring a little
0: Sure. Give a little it a taste. Yeah. Cuz cuz Teresa's right about the nothing sharp, but that's why I'm also going like, ah, oh, there was a lot of chocolate to start. I think you're right, a lot of roast to start.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like the the vanilla you pick up from the oak barrel. Mm-hmm. It's like right. it fills in some of those chocolate flavors, too. I see. And then when, like, I don't know, there is there is some magic that happens there. It's like, and we've experienced it, like, you have bourbon and beer, and you taste it, and it's like, oh, there's bourbon and there's beer. Yeah. And then eventually, it comes together, and, like,
4: mm-hmm.
0: for it me, melds.
1: I would have pulled this one a little earlier, so I got more bourbon.
0: Oh, right. You want more bourbon. If I, yeah. you
1: know, if it was my yeah. beer, but... Like having it come together for this long, it's like yeah, it's totally, it's it's the same thing. Like it's all come together mm-hmm. really well. Mm-hmm.
2: This is this is a Mark beer. Mark loves. We were talking Firestone earlier. Like Mark loves. Oh my gosh. Old.
3: Oh, Firestone's annual. Oh, event. their their anniversary beer. We would get the house just so that we could get an Uber back and not have to worry about anything nice yeah yeah We'd try all of the bourbon barrel aged beers mm. okay yeah and we would literally forget the restaurant we would try all the, the beers grab our uh care this. package yeah yeah i can't even remember sometimes what they were for they, <laughs> they weren't <laughs> bourbon barrel aged sometimes they were sours yeah but uh i remember one time having a firestone walker uh rare release it had like banana in it
0: oh yeah oh they've done all sorts, and they they keep doing more of it oh my gosh like you know they've grown so much right but i think now they do even more of that barrel experimentation than they ever did before yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah
2: so when he said he wanted wanted to do this i was like There's no talking you
0: out of it. No, but you know what? I'm glad you didn't because this is... great beer. Yeah, yeah. And it
2: brings in, again, it brings in someone unique to the tap room that you can't really... There's not a lot of these in the area.
0: Yeah. Right? So someone
2: that comes in that's looking for this... You're right. We've got them covered.
0: Well, so... And this, you know, let's just say is kind of a luxury of being your size brew system because you're right. A lot of bigger breweries now, they're like... I bet they want to brew a Russian Imperial Stout. Yeah. But it's hard to sell thirty barrels of Russian Imperial Stout if you're not because it's not good. Right. There's just not right. enough consumers out there that love it. And I think know? that's a
2: benefit of us being like it's just the two of us. We're the only owners. So like if Mark's like I yeah. want to do a bourbon barrel aged beer, I'm like yeah. When I tell you no, yeah, yeah, for
1: sure, <laughs> you know? right. For sure. Yeah. You don't you don't have a board that you have to answer no. To I don't you have to anything. answer to a board.
2: It's a, it's just Ooh. the two of us. Of you know what's on your agenda. What do you want right. to make?
0: Well, we some... got we got time for one more. Go ahead. Well, do you want to pour it? What do we yeah. got? We're going to choose one more? Okay. And then we c- we'll do that while... Yeah.
4: Yeah, I don't know.
0: Isn't I... there like a chocolate cake beer or something? There is. There is. Let's do that one. Can the we German, do that one? Yeah, no, yeah. Okay, yeah. I've been well, like... I'm sorry, but I've been eyeballing that one. No, on, it's a great on. beer. Even, you guys <laughs> offered it to me even on our phone call before, <laughs> and that was like my, one of my first choices. It's a
3: beer. It's so fun, it, and this is something Vito talks about, and I've really picked up from... From, from just watching and learning from our our local brewing community, yeah, there's so much fun involved, and you learn so much when you utilize your local ingredients and you sure. play around a little bit. Yeah, Sometimes it's fun to break the traditional mold.
0: Well, I, I think you're right, and I like that you guys have... Okay, I, you probably don't always feel this way because you're doing so many things at one time, but you guys kind of have the time... Uh, and space, because of, of the smaller volume, mm-hmm. to be more thoughtful about every beer that you make. And yeah. I don't mean that bigger breweries aren't thoughtful about the beers that they make. But you guys can really dive into every single one. Well, they've
2: got production to keep up, you know, to keep up canning and yeah. all these other things. Where We're really meticulous about our, our accounts. You know, it's, we try and support Benicia First. So we can be right. found at most of the restaurants and bars in town to be able to access our beer. We've got a handful of others, but you know, it does allow us that flexibility to be like, all right, we got to get these made. Cause this is what's in the restaurants, but right. He gets to have the time to play with some to, cool to do other stuff. Sh- that's sure.
0: And especially if you are doing some of this, uh, alternating proprietorship, totally. partner brewing, yep. then if you want to go to, to your parents, your parents' backyard still in, yep. and, and brew uh, a three, three barrels. Yeah. By the way, I just took one quick sip of this and it's also delicious. <laughs> How old is this beer? This
3: is fresh.
0: This is fresh. Yeah, this just is fantastic.
3: Mark
2: Han roasts all the coconut for this. Well, in the... Wow. I mean,
0: <laughs> because so, you don't have enough to do.
2: So I think we need
0: to <laughs> This one's easy, though. Like, in the I'm, oven? I'm not... I think he's uh, also, yeah, in like, the a oven. little,
2: like... He's a, a control freak at times, too. Mm. So it's like... You Never can't buy guessed roast that, Natalie. coconut, <laughs> you
0: know? Like, I do it it's, myself. <laughs> yeah, because they're not gonna... Oh, my God. Because nobody else knows how to roast nope. coconut. Not the same. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, hey, listen, Maui Brewing Company still to this day, at the size they are, uh, roasts all their own coconut because they also don't trust. Uh, it. Yep, they really do. You, if you, you go, shouldn't have said that. If you, <laughs> sorry, Nelly, <Natalie. laughs> I'm like no. I'm re- I'm
3: encouraging him. <laughs> I've really tried some of those coconut extracts. Yeah, man. But no, nothing yeah. truer than toasting the coconut and pulling those o- toasted oils out of the coconut. Yep,
0: yep, yep. It Really
3: it, brings it.
1: I I have it on authority that if you just add coconut milk or some coconut stuff to your fermenter, it's gonna coat the inside of your fermenter.
0: In a bad way. In a
1: really bad way. Yeah. Wow.
0: Wow. I That's gross. I I Can you even C I P that or you have to get in and do that myself. Okay. We did not do that. But okay. Asking for a friend. I'm, I'm bringing <laughs> it to
1: everyone's attention. Please don't do that. Don't pour coconut crazy.
0: milk into your. Okay.
1: No, because yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> mm. That's, That's a bad deal. Bad. Yeah. So you should. And I'm sorry. It's okay. But once you're that big, you have employees. It's okay. Yeah. You're just going to buy <laughs> an oven or right, at the right. tap room. <laughs> but I, I do want to bring to everyone's attention because I know everyone listening Mm-hmm. Can't really taste these beers, but yeah, this yeah. Russian Imperial Stout was ten percent. This one's four point two. Yeah. Oh, really? It's like a. It's got a lot of chutzpah for a it little beer. It does
0: because from a alcohol like heat. Mm-hmm. To me, they taste very similar. It doesn't. I, I mean, wouldn't have called one or the other more alcoholic, right?
1: Yes, I. I can definitely sense the difference in alcohol, but the the body and the flavor and, like, the substance of the beer is not less. Right. Like, it keeps up. Yeah. It's pretty cool.
3: It's pretty cool. It's pretty good. Not barrel-aged, or this one's also barrel-aged? No. This is, uh, we just made the beer, and then I added the coconut after I got the yeast off of it. Okay. So one thing I always try to do is cold crash, pull my yeast off. Before I do any dry hopping, I, I've really experimented a lot with the, uh, for, uh, what is that, um, well, Teresa, help me out here when you're, um, dry hopping with the yeast still in kind of, yeah, like mid fermentation. fermentation dry hop. Yeah. Is and it, and it, I, I like it. I think it's great if you got a lot of money to waste yeast. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, fun.
1: I, I don't waste yeast. I, yeah, we don't, we don't do that. Yeah, we do yeah. that like selectively, but I don't really personally. I don't think you get a big benefit from dry hopping mid fermentation because the yeast, like all those lovely hop oils and hops, yeah. tend to stick onto your yeast and just drop out with the yeast. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
3: I need to. I need. We're small, and and being small, there's a lot of things that we didn't we talked about tonight that it that it, uh, exacerbate. Um, just boom, 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 and throwing everything all yeah. over the place, right? but sure. there is so much conservation, and what Natalie and I are doing, we are we' are utilizing our family to to help make the beers during the time that we're doing our day jobs, yeah, we are moms helping roast and toast the coconut. We are conserving it every single step of the way. You've got to. See, uh, I
0: like you the way you're bringing it up, because when we have larger breweries on, they'll, of course, talk about how when you scale up, you have pounds start to matter. Mm -hmm. So they're starting to conserve on the ingredient side. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: Well, you're conserving human resources as well. And that's a different thing from a larger brewery. So I think it's a fantastic point that you make. That it's like, yeah, we're not just okay. A couple more pounds of grain here and there for uh, for you guys is not really a big deal. It's kind of like on the even for home brewers. You know, we're like, all right, right, another another pound of grain. I'm not saying it's nothing, right? Um, but your human resources are very very important. Yeah, yeah. electricity, yeah, the yeah water.
3: Yeah, yeah. Remember, we're still on the residential, so we slip into the tier three category. Oh gosh,
0: right. Hi. Can I just say to our listeners who are not from California, Pacific Gas and Electric Tier Three, go fuck yourself. Oh, sorry for you. Can uh, I say that for you guys? Uh, go fuck yourself, PG&E. Uh, it's crazy expensive.
2: High in the water.
0: Yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. We're in a drought. Just We're in the most severe drought in the history of California. Yeah. PG&E is now charging us for all the fires that they started. In Napa. That was approved by the California state legislature. Oh, I know. That, uh, that yeah, okay. <laughs> sorry. It's <a> quick tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Very quick. I'm sorry. You go right ahead. The We're state of right California ahead. went ahead and decided in their ruling that PG&E was at fault for several of our most devastating fires Mm -hmm. ever, Mm -hmm. okay? So they went, it's your fault. We have ruled that. We investigated, and it's you. So you're responsible for X amount of dollars, which who even knows what that number is anymore. Then PG&E appealed to the state of California and said, cool, we're going to accept responsibility. They didn't have a choice. They were found guilty. Would you mind if we charged our customers mm-hmm. extra to pay those fines? Yeah. And the same legislative body that found them guilty said, Yeah, no problem. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, then what's the fucking difference if I'm paying for it anyway?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Carry on.
4: Now you're just. <laughs> <laughs> you how
3: much, how much more time though. do we have? <laughs> Not much. So <laughs> okay. I apologize for my rant, but wanna, go ahead. I yeah. want to focus on a, uh, a couple quick aspects here. Um, so, if any any brewers out there that are looking into starting in a small scale, um, without don't have the uh, investor capital to start out, please reach out. There's so there's there, there's so many resources, and mm-hmm. I think that we have a lot of those answers. Maybe not for your region, but if you email uh, Mark at b r u e h o l dot com. Mm-hmm. I'd love to talk to you and and help you out and, and, and nice. helping put your dream together. And then the other thing we need to talk about and kind of finish up this well-rounded beer yes. is the malt profile and the hops. And you've got uh, 20, 22.1% of Maris Otter. We really wanted that roasty, toasty, bready characteristic. Um, you've got 22% Pilsner to kind of just fill it and lighten it out a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the vienna malt uh is at twenty two percent as well so you've got three really big base malts there, all kind of complimenting and leaning on each other shoulder to shoulder yeah uh but you've got ten percent carafoam uh from wireman you 've got ten percent cara Munich one you 've got eight percent chocolate and you've got three point wow. 6% white wheat to give it a softer little touch, touch of softness on the mouthfeel. And then not a different malt, 2% roasted barley. Okay. All right, and we're touching with this is really interesting. This is going to kind of throw a lot of you off, but we're using East Kent Golding. We're using a lot of English hops. Hmm. So we've got e- East Kent Golding and Fuggle in Oh, our, nice. Our, right. I well, think that's a good choice actually. Yeah, totally. Especially yeah, if you're going to
1: Great for this style.
0: Right? If you're going to go a malt bill like that, don't, don't then go further and go, and then we tried Simcoe and we <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like it, right? Like you got to <laughs> choose your battles. I think you chose the right battle. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, that's a great beer, man. Both these last two, these are the perfect yeah, finishing these, beers.
1: The, this is beer dessert. I mean, this, right? this <laughs> is like way more of my speed than a 10% R.E.S. Like this. It's like a low ABV.
3: It's like my birthday beer. beer. It's, it's nice. really yeah. good. February nice. of every year, I'm, I'm making that. You're, You're
0: brewing this one, nice. okay? Yeah. I like when you can make your own birthday present, right? Yeah. <laughs> Mark's like, I'm a grown ass man. I'll make my own <laughs> <laughs> birthday present if I want What's to. You tell me no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've already said it yourself, Natalie. You're gonna yeah. tell me now? no. <laughs> what do you wanna do? All right. Listen, you two, I got to wrap things up for us. We're a couple hours into the show. I want to thank you so much uh, uh, for coming out and bringing us all this beer. Delicious, delicious beer. Thank you for uh, launching your IPA here at the Hop Grenade. I like that. Um, yeah. This has just been really nice stuff.
1: I, I just have to put a special mention in for Beardy and Candice.
0: Oh, yeah. We have a couple nice mentions to do. Okay. Yes. Go.
1: They, they had their baby girl. They did. She is healthy. Everybody's doing well.
0: Do you have a name yet?
1: I do, and it's on my phone.
0: It's like Lee something. It's
1: like Annabelle. Annabelle
0: Lee. Lee. Annabelle Lee. I heard that was the unofficial name, Annabelle Lee. And I saw the baby, and yeah. it was a little puff monster, a little puffy face yeah. baby that was already pulling on Beardy's beard. <laughs> exactly. I saw that. Yeah.
1: Yeah that that might be the one thing that causes him to. Yeah, shave Shave his beard, (laughs) beard or just do a little braid and do like an over-the-shoulder throw. Yeah, yeah. Keep it up, out of the way.
0: Congratulations to my one of my best friends on earth, Beardy, um, and Candy. You're okay too. Uh, (laughs) Just kidding, Kenny. You know I love you. Uh, Congratulations on your baby. I should have done. I should have arranged a phone call with them tonight. Maybe we'll have to do that next week.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool.
0: Um,
1: I mean, like honestly, they're probably not ready for it. So next week will be
0: ideal. Okay, on that, y- yes. Can I say one thing? You uh, Hang on, so your camera. I don't know out. if she's yeah.
2: listening, but our taproom manager out there with the blonde hair, Amanda, her 40th birthday is tomorrow. Ah. So oh. I want to tell her happy 40th birthday happy on birthday, air, Amanda. which she's not going to hear because she's not looking.
0: But. Huh? They might be watching on YouTube, but so happy, birthday, happy birthday, Amanda. Happy
2: birthday, Amanda.
0: Hey, 40 the new 20. That's right. That's what yeah. right? I'm uh, In other words, I pretend I'm still in my 20s. Yep. Me too. Um, Okay. And I hope this isn't too weird of a tradition. uh, Sorry, a transition, I should say. (laughs) Transition. Um, Also, uh, a a person passed away this weekend that, uh, um, you know, I hadn't seen him in a long time, but um, he's one of the original beer podcasters with me. Uh, John Foster. Uh, that uh-huh. some of you, if you listened in the early days of the Brewing Network, or to his own podcast, which he started shortly after mine, called Beer School. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, John Foster passed away, I think, oh, I think it was over the weekend, um, and I, I don't even know the details, but he was a young man, in my eyes anyway, uh, y- younger than, than he should have been, um, and I, I just wanted to give a, a special shout-out. He was always a sweetheart and and always we collaborated quite a bit he was always very helpful i enjoyed spending time with him um and i was kind of a dick in the beginning of the brewing network to especially to other podcasters but i wasn't to john there was something about him and him and i had a good rapport and a good relationship and i was always just really proud of him for uh doing what he did and yeah he he passed away um this weekend and um yeah. I I would be remiss if I didn't just acknowledge that he was a good man and a good person and a good influence on in my life and he was a bit of a of a techie and a and a brainiac like yourself, Mark. So uh when I would have issues with audio and stuff like that, boy, he, he would even go over my head with what I needed help with. He was so good at it. Um and we were um i don't know he's a pioneer in the in the industry right right along there with with the brewing network because there weren't even podcasts when him and i started so uh, uh john foster you you will be missed and the beer industry really cares about you and is going to miss you so uh thanks for all you did man all right folks um I want to end on a note that says I'm very thankful for all of you and and for being on this show. I had a great time talking with you guys, so I want to thank you. Um, Natalie, thanks for being here. Hey, thank you. Uh, you know, I know we had to like switch up the dates and stuff and Life stuff happened. going on in our That's personal right. lives, uh, both of us with our dad, I by the know. way. So I appreciate you. I never like to switch dates. Thanks for being yeah. here and getting us beer. Yes. Um, and uh, Mark, you're a, a pleasure to speak with. Your passion yeah. comes through in, in everything. Uh, that you've said tonight. So, thanks for talking beer with us, man.
3: Thank you so much. I really like Thank it.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Good luck to you guys. Sleep more, will you? Yeah. And I don't mean that because you did poorly. I just, I, when I started this company, I didn't sleep much either. And I'm just giving you my advice. I don't have any other advice to give you.
2: We'll do another one when we're okay. more rested. <laughs>
0: okay. No, 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 no. You, I don't, that's what I'm saying. You, you didn't do that. This is more me thinking back on the early days of the Brewing Network. And because I don't have a lot of advice to give people, my only you seem to be doing everything just fine. Thank you. So my only advice to you is just on the down low, sleep more for your own sakes, yes, right? I it's, appreciate uh, it.
2: Yeah. Jamil said take more vacations, and I'm oh, super into
0: that. Okay. That, that too. 100%. You know what, Jamil? I've been telling you that for 10 years also, Jay-Z. <laughs> so I love that you're passing along that advice, and I hope you also are now taking it yourself. He is right about that, you two. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Good (laughs) advice. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks to Brewhole Benicia. You can go to brewhole, B-R-U-E-H-O-L.com. Brewhole Brewing.com. Oh, brewholebrewing.com. Yeah. um, And learn more about everything that they're doing. Go check out the tap room in Benicia. Yes. What's the address?
2: 4828 East 2nd Street, Benicia, California, 94510.
0: There you go. Or, of course, just use Google. You know, That's right. Like everybody does. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of fun. Teresa, thanks for making the drive down today. Do hey, a show. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime
1: I can possibly make it happen.
0: I love it when you're here. Thank you for helping out. All right. Uh, we are out of here. I'm actually back tomorrow already. We're doing a homebrew show, an all-homebrew show. Woo! Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's all homebrew anyway, isn't it? Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> An all-homebrew show about my Dortmunder that I got to brew. And I really should call it Tasty's Dortmunder that I got to brew with uh, Chris Graham. So we're going to try that beer, talk all about it, and then pray for us to win at NHC. All right. Thanks, everybody. Take care of yourselves and your beer.